Or range. Yeah. We're about to go live. One. Hi. Hello. Okay, everyone. Welcome to Food Alchemy Network Coffee with Ori and Dr. D today as go ahead. So wanna cut that off. Why is it did not cut off? All righty. We cut that down. Sorry, people, people, people. I'm checking to see if speed. Um, introduce yourself. Who? I'm saying I see loss. Entertain the people. I'm talking to technician over here. Okay. Um, <laughs> we are tonight's subject is talking about spiritual beings and connection and giving back. I believe that's what it was. And how they choose to give back being the one main subject. So uh, the chat room will be open. If you have any questions, well, can put them why in. Don't we go back? Why don't we go back a little bit, honey? Why don't we, um, why don't we, I think people see you as the food alchemist and as Dr. D. But I think that people forget that you are also an empath. You also do Reiki. You also do metaphysical stuff and, and you read and you do a whole bunch of other stuff. Right. You know, and, uh, Having coffee with Ori, that's me, Ori, and my coffee, always. <laughs> okay. And like she said, today we will be, I, I, I thought that we both agreed that it would be a great topic to talk about, which is uh, spiritual people, once mm -hmm. they get a platform, how they and they start to get a lot of clients, how they forget, how easily it is to forget to give back. Asha. What do you think about that? Do you find Asha. it? Do you find it to be? I think it's do true. Do you find that in, in your community or the people that you've dealt with? We're not even going to say your community, you know, we're not even going to say the black culture. We're going to talk about everything that you've done. Everything from Thailand to Japan to every every place that you've been, every ceremony you've done, um, whether it be Hawaii and all these exotic places you've been to, versus the, the places that I've traveled around the world to learn and to mm -hmm. and to uh, not really to learn actually to help them because they mm -hmm. pay me to go there. Um, do you have well? Have you have you seen or felt uh, people's change? Yeah. Okay. Some people um, I watch, and I've been doing this. Um, Food Alchemy Network is really old. I looked at it, it's about seven years old. And before that, two years before that, I had um, You Are What You Eat. And that was another platform. 
that was done. And then I was on a Chi Radio where I was Chef Sessi, AKA, like you said, the food alchemist. And I developed from them, but first I was spiritual, as you know. Mm -hmm. I was in different religions, different uh, sects of dogmas from being, uh, let's see, Christian, from the Christian aspect, from Baptist to Catholic to Mormon, mm -hmm. to Protestant and all of that. Then I went in to uh, study with the Jehovah Witness, study one with them. I had a friend that was in, uh, what is it? trying to think of it, Islam. Mm -hmm. um, I studied some of that. So um, a person I was dating because I wanted to know about their culture and he called me a genie. We'll get back to that. <laughs> um, also, I dated, you know, I am very fascinated by spirituality and religion. That is always thing. So anything that you see me do, it's going to be spiritual. Um, and that's how I got into food. You know, so I'm trying to give you a little repertoire where I've been for you guys that don't out know who I am. I'm just not a pop up. I've been doing Achieve Radio uh, about nine years, nine, almost 10 years. I started when I first got to Arizona and it was uh, very beautiful at the time. And then they did a switch. And I like the guy, Bill, who got me into it and was metaphysical and helped me say that I should be doing this with my gifts. And I just said, nobody want to hear what I have to say. And you'd be surprised people going to want to hear what you have to say. So that given that, but that put me on to blog talk radio and meeting other people and meeting, uh, got to give a uh, homage to Chris from Curious Time because she was the one that was interested in me and asked me to be on her show. And then I had the great fortune of meeting uh, Kathy Distant Echo. Uh, she uh, since then transitioned and she got to meet my children and a lot of other stuff and help me. And I got to meet a lot of the other people that were spiritualists and all that other stuff. And I just at the time just wanted to be help you get yourself together and get your RNA code and your DNA code. That was my goal at the time. I wanted you to understand what your RNA and DNA code, because I didn't see that. It was something that was not spoke about. Um, and I know I'm going all over the place, but meeting all these different people, they changed when they got a little bit of fame, maybe more money, more clients, their attitude changed. And my attitude, I treat people how I want to be treated. That's always been my motto and that's always going to be my motto. If you check on me, I will check on you because I believe that is a friend. I'm always checking and do I not? Even yeah, when I think something, that is always. just who I am. So my thing is I had to learn that I gave too much and that came from my, my daughter who was a spiritual being saying, mom, you give so much that it hurts. You give so much that she knew I would give the shirt off my back that she actually was, became a guardian for me. And I realized that that's what she did. She blocked a lot of the ugliness. And when she transitioned, I had to see a lot of people for who they really were and it hurt me. And some people would say, oh, well, that's something that you need to fix. No, I am who I am and I love who I am and I love my lessons. But the thing is, it just showed me that everybody's heart 
is not the same and everybody's spiritual growth and development is not the same. And I always thought it, it was. I look at everybody like, oh, everybody, I see your potential. I work with you from your potential, not where you are. And it took a friend to say, you got to work with people where they are. And I'm like, but I don't like that. <laughs> you see how I, I don't like that because it hurt getting back to that. But they changed in their way they dealt with their clients. Some of them were dishonest with their clients, meaning they had a facade that they were this way in public on the TV or whatever. And then behind closed doors, they were nasty. They were arrogant. They were not clients of their clients. They lied. They, they did a lot of stuff to their clients. And when I refer someone and they come back to me, I'm that type of person. I'm going to take up the gamut and I'm going to confront you because I feel that's wrong. So, so most people know. But for me, I learned I don't stand up for myself and I've gotten walked over because I allow, because I don't want to hurt their feelings. And it came to a point, you know what? They don't mind hurting your feelings. So why are you generous with theirs? Why protect them before you protect yourself? And that hurts. And I am not a one label as I gave that example of all the things that I've seen spiritually to say, don't put me in a box. I'm not a box. I've studied many things from many aspects to be able to share with us, just like Ori said, to give you and encourage you. If you're my friend, you're my friend. We might have a disagreement, but I'm going to tell you as my friend while we disagree. And if you don't want to see that or think it's not that or, you know, you don't want to learn or if you don't want to talk, um, then my thing is there's nothing else to say. It's nothing else for me to do. I've made my point. Um, if you don't want to listen to my point, if I brought it to you and you thought it's like, oh, it's something that you need to learn. Some people say that. I don't believe that. Um, some people, I'll give you an example. I said, we're all one. Okay. I'm going to give you an example. We're all one. Why do we got people feeling they're more in, um, superior and other people inferior if all one? That's, that's So for me, I have a problem with that. We would love to be all of one. And that is what I see, what I've always said, if y'all know way back, love. I said, love, life, longevity. Love, life, and longevity has always been in a saying that hasn't changed. And I always love, I always say that we are love because that's what we come from. We just forget we come from love. We forget because society has trained us to believe money is more important and then they say money is the root of all evil it is not money is on value because we put value on things back in the day they used to trade with cali shells back in the day they used to trade with spices back in the day they used to trade with salt do you see we as beings put value on that diamond is not really worth anything if you look at it when you close it what what can you get for a diamond really it's a hunk of rock that has been formulated. What is gold? Gold is a hunk of rock that you get for it. I'm just saying all of these things that just, I don't know. Like I told my friend today, I was talking to my friend Jerome. I said, I think I, I like it better in an ashram or a monastery. You know why? Because I don't have to deal with the BS of the world. 
Um, exactly. You don't have to deal with the BS. You don't have to. You don't have to deal with the, the hypocrisy. Right. That, that's maybe that, that that's an issue. Um, I had my first. I give you that. My first anxiety attack on Monday. Um, uh, no, Tuesday. When was Veterans Day? Veterans Day was the eleventh, right? When? It was Monday. The 11th. Mm -hmm. It was the 11th. So on the 11th, you know, they give these meals out to the veterans and everything was opened up. Okay. And I got to be in sync with other people. I like, forgive me for saying this, I like COVID because you only go out at a certain time. You don't see around a whole bunch of people. Mm -hmm. And I don't have to interact with their emotions. I like being in a house because I'm not feeling everybody's emotion and stress or whatever. I basically realized I like living in a hermit. I like living in the mountains. I like living by myself. I like to visit, but I want to go back. That's the best. Mm -hmm. I realized that I had a anxiety attack being around so many people and they were walking past my table and it was like, <gasps> and I was like, I have to hurry up and leave because these people are driving me crazy. And there were people arguing. There were people that was fussing. I didn't. And the thing is, I didn't know anything about the election. I don't know what goes in the world. I keep it that way. That's why I have sanity. There was a Baba Lao Baba a day that I met a long time ago and forget meeting him until my second meeting. And he had told my mate at the time, Ali, that I need not be around certain entities of the world and gave me an etat of not reading newspapers, watching TV or whatever. And I did not understand because I cried a lot. I put myself in dangers with people don't know when the Bloods and the Crips were in New York because I didn't understand not why they were fighting on the street. That's how my mind is. Like, why are y'all fighting in the street? Y'all fighting for what? These people don't even own these houses, even though they pay. Exactly. Why are you doing this? So what is the point of fighting over something that you cannot have? And I couldn't understand it in my mind because like I said, I thought simple, I thought love. I thought we need, my thing is we need to connect. We need to come together. When you hurt one, you hurt me. And that's how I felt. And it wasn't until he sat down and told me and explained the world pressure of what it is really was was on my shoulders and that's why I cried a lot. That's mm -hmm. why I felt deeply a lot. And I was like, but I'm just one little person. So if I feel this, don't other people feel this? Well, if you feel like you're just one person and you don't make a difference, uh, it's not really true because if if you if you've touched one person out of a thousand, you've made a big difference. And if everyone would just stop for a minute and start to say please and thank you. You know, the energy, the vibration would, would start to change, you know? Um, I, you know, you, you gave a quick synopsis of, of who you were and, you know, where you came from and, you know, and by the way, I've known her for how long? Twenty years? Yeah, twenty. Oh, yeah, twenty, twenty-seven years. Yeah, twenty-seven years. Oh, Jesus! And oh. um, I've always been a medium. Now, uh -huh. the, the what I what I find, okay, 
and I'm I'm going to be very real. When I first started to read publicly, I was 14. I read, I didn't charge. I remember my mother used to be a medium. We were growing up. My mother is a medium. My family are. And my mom didn't charge. My mom had a line outside her door. Every morning we were leaving. There was people waiting. And my mom didn't, she didn't take any money at all. So as time went on, you know, I started to do different things and, and try to get away. And then I got involved with the Yoruba faith. And then I, I saw so much ugliness. And then I, I became a, a Buddhist. And I was a Buddhist for a long time, Hindu and then Chinese. And, and you know, in between those things, I became a Reiki master and a life coach. And I started to learn about the about balancing magic, whether it's white magic or black magic, having a balance. And then after many years of, of learning about the practices of the Native American and the Hindus, you know, the, the mystical part, even in Muslim, the, the Sufis, you know, the mystics, um, learning a little bit about this and that, Kabbalah, the angels, you know, so many different things. I, being an, being an empathic medium that can channel spirits because not every medium can channel and not every person that gets mounted by spirit is really mounted because most people are conscious mediums which the spirit will talk through them, but they are able to control in here. So those are conscious medium. I can choose to be a conscious medium or I can choose not to be there at all. Sometimes when I when we have gatherings and we do the masses, I choose not to be there. So I choose, I choose to just, whoever comes down, comes down, but I don't want to see nothing. I don't want to hear nothing because I want, spirit to prove a point to them that this is not, not a game. But as time went on, as time has gone on, I've realized that there are these new, you know, uh, Reiki with, you know, angels with Reiki or Reiki with angels, right? Reiki mm -hmm. was, was given to, was it Japanese or Chinese? Japanese, right? Japanese. Dr. Sui. Okay. Yep. That was a gift given to him by the universe, the universal law, of which when he, he crossed, his wife was charging $10,000 because, mm -hmm. of course, people from here wanted to go over there. And, it, and her, her philosophy was if you're going to come over here and think you're going to take the way you do everything you're going to pay me $10,000 so I can teach you. Now, there are people who charge a lot of money for Reiki. And, and I'm not saying not to do it. I, was, I, was, I became a Reiki master in a matter of a weekend. Just a weekend. Mm -hmm. going to a, I, I went to a class uh, in a college here in West Palm Beach. And I went to a class where a friend of mine was actually uh, like her friend was lecturing about Reiki and energy. And the minute I walked into the room, everybody's Reiki activated. 
So everybody was sweating, everybody was hot, except me. So I guess I was, I intrigued people. So people want to, want to help or they want to advance me, but I don't mean to sound ungra ungrateful in any way, shape or form, but you can't advance somebody who was born with a gift. The gift is yours. The gift gets stronger as you get stronger. The more you use it, the stronger you get. Ashe. And you can learn other things. But if you're going to stick to magic, stick to magic. If you're, going to, if you're going to be a medium, be a medium and be a good one. Be a respectful one. Don't lie. If you're going to heal people and you're a healer and you have the gift, use the gift. Always remember, you have to give back. Because when you don't give back, the universe doesn't give you back either. Okay. There are people who charge, like I have clients that I that I that I get stipends from monthly because I am what they call I'm 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 an I'm an available medium for them at all times. Whatever time they need to talk or whatever. And I find it to be satisfying. In the beginning it was kind of awkward because it's just like who takes money from people and you don't, you know what I'm saying? They're offering you this amount and you're like, well, wait a minute. What I charge to read is $60. But here in Florida, when you talk to people, oh, well, I only charged, they only, you know, this person only charged me $20. Well, I don't care what that person charged you. I don't care what Santa Claus bought you. All I care about is you come to me, you're going to get read. I'm going to charge you $60. But I'm not going to charge you $60 for 15 minutes. Like I've, it's happened to me where I've gone to places to get read and, the, and, and they automatically put the timer on 15 minutes yep. <laughs> and they start 15 minutes for $65 and they start to read you. And, the, and then all of a sudden they get stuck. Um, well, let me see what I see. You don't see shit because my spirit is not allowing you to see. You can only read what you've learned from reading tarot cards, from the, reading the instruction books, which I never read. And at the end of the day, I end up reading them and I still pay them. Yes. Okay. That's, that's what I did. And I didn't realize that I was doing, but like I said, you were the one that would tell me because I was playing. It was a game to me. And to me, it was. I mean, I was on, what was it, MSN back in the day chat, and I was sitting there talking to you. And I thought, I was like, I'm having so much fun. I got a computer. I can read, and I'm online. This is back in the day when we had AOL. I love that. So I'm in there in the chat room, and just, and I said, this guy was flirting with me. So I said, ah, da 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 da, -da. He was like, wait a minute. Where are you? Are you my wife or da 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 I was like, no, I don't even know who you are. I'm just playing. He said, don't play like that. So I was like, all right, Orisa, don't be doing that. You can't be playing like that. To me, it was a game. So I didn't realize because no one told me I was actually doing readings. I just tap in and my energy would go because I didn't have someone at that time to cultivate. Like he said, some of us, uh, like he said, some of us are born with it and some of us have to be taught. I was not one of those people. I've been talking to the dead since I've been eight. I see them come in my path three days before, and that's how I was labeled a witch. I thought everybody seen the dead. My son was born with ability to talk with an angel by the name of Jovi. That is from what my understanding.
Brandon Joe Joe Don is uh is in the Kabbalah or Jewish thing. I don't know exactly who he was, but I've always had um I call myself a man. I would have little parties and tea parties. I love playing by myself. So for me to be by myself, I could people are nice, but I'm just saying. <laughs> so I get it, but I thought everybody had the ability and I didn't realize until I talked to you, you like doing that. And I'm like, well, it's fun. You know, for me, it's fun. If I'm, if you know, when I'm reading, I'm laughing. I like when I'm communicating with spirits, it's more fun for me. But if it's serious, I'm like, really? Do I really want to? I have an attitude. <laughs> Like yeah, but, but the thing is, is that you know what you are, you keep it real. You know what I'm saying? You keep it real, and the one thing that you do, the one thing you do that I, I did only one one time, one last time, um, was at a God. I call them freaking carnival shows here. Uh, they had a, a, a psychic fair. Psychic, yeah. They look like carnival. But anyway, they had a psychic fair with these with these with these tents, and there was this woman who supposedly she was reading these cards, and she's from Orlando somewhere, some somewhere around there, and um, and she was um, she was talking. She's the billboard said that she talks directly to Jesus. Mm. Jesus okay. okay. And she channeled Jesus and all this stuff. And um but what I've learned about people, even with myself, we don't like to be told the truth, even though we want to hear it. We really don't want to hear it. I do. I mean, I, I mean, I, I do, but what I'm saying is, you know, there's, there's, you know, there are times that you don't really want to hear if, you know, if you're going through something like what you went through with, with the loss of your child, you don't want to hear people talking to you about, oh, well, you know, you're not mourning, you're not doing this, you're not doing that. You know, all you want to do is turn around and say, fuck you, get a life, stay out of mine. Okay. And that's being, okay. that's being, you know, polite, but to make a long story short, so I went, and the minute I walked in, at the when you first walk in to the to the circus tents that I call them, on the side there's this woman who has all these these uh, these singing bowls, but she keeps uh-huh. using this one big clear well one big white singing bowl that. <clears throat> If you know anything about the tones and the tunes of singing bowls, that right. is not that's not the that's not the bowl that she should be using. Especially being in a place where they have a lot of crystal jewelry, glass, glass counters, a lot of stuff like that. That's not that vibration or pull. And not to and not to even mention what it did to my ears. It it was making me I was dizzy. I wanted to throw up. And I, I basically had to say, listen, you need to stop with this because you're driving me crazy and and I'm about to lose it. You know, and then 
my friend Anna went up to her and said, listen, I'm deaf. She said, and your, the noise of this is affecting my hearing aid. And anyway, so as I, as I go through the, through, through the line, I'm walking to see everything that people have. I was shocked to see little Chinese statues, little Buddhas and stuff that you can buy at the freaking flea market for $2 and they were selling them for $35. You know, and you know, it's, it's, look, this is Florida. I'll tell you what kind of people. Don't have to even bring it up. But you know, people are really crafty. At one point, the woman I was talking to this I was talking to this guy who was named Shadow, who was in in transition. And he was he was always with her. He called her mom and he said he met her once and she talked to him and then she he fo- he follows her everywhere and right. he tries to help her whatever. Hello. Hello. Hold on guys. Something is not right. The phone. I mean with the computer. I don't know what it is. Cecily, where are you? I don't know what's going on. I'm sorry. You're back. I didn't know if I was there or not. But, I mean, I was no, there. But, back okay. Well, anyway, to make a long story short, she, the, the woman had me sit down and, and she was talking to me about stuff and I started to talk to her. She wanted me to read her. And as I'm, as I'm, I'm focusing on what spirit is telling me, she reaches over to this, to this, to the guy who helps her. And he's like, oh, can you bring me, uh, can you give me some Popeye's fried chicken? Is it, you know, in the middle. And then finally, the third, she asked me something about her man. And I just, I said, listen, I don't know what your man is like. I just know that your man obviously did time in jail and he's not really your man. He's somebody else's man. And, <laughs> And, and and if you're spiritual, let's keep it real. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't you can't have breakfast with God the devil. It doesn't work. Okay. And, <laughs> and 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 I was like, okay. And then you know, then she um she wanted me. No, no, sit down. I said, listen. People pay me good money to sit down and hear me read for that. Okay. I'm not paying. You're not paying me anything. 
So at the end of the day, I just walked away and I told her, I said, you're very rude. I said, and I just want you to know that your husband is going back to the woman who you think you took him from, but you did it. Um, and I told her, I said, and all the money that you've taken people, you've taken from people, you're going to lose all of that. So you could take your carnival show down the road and you may, you may astound some people, but there's going to be a lot of mediums out there that are going to be much more powerful than you. I say that to say this. I'm not an arrogant person. Well, I can be. I, I can be very bougie, very arrogant. But for me, uh, I don't. I wear things that I can afford or things that I want or I like because I have the money to buy them. I don't want to. I'm not trying to prove anything to anyone or or be better than anyone. Most people that read tarot, there are a lot of tarot readers that read really well. But come on, you learn to read tarot from reading the damn book first. You didn't learn tarot on your own. You can't right. say a box. You take a, a box of, of tarot and you just throw the box away with the instructions and read tarot. I do. I don't go with the higher uh, arcanas or the lower arcanas. I don't care about that. I go by what spirit is showing me and what each number means and what each scene means. And it's just like second nature to me. There's nothing that I cannot read. I can read water. I can read ripples in the, in the, in the lakes. I can read a leaf. You crumble it up. I can read it. I can do automatic writing. Um, I'm able to water gaze. I am able to read any cards. I can even read with dominoes. I can do, I am, I read, I do bibliomancy, which is you open the Bible to, to a passage and you're able to read the person through passage of the Bible. Yes. So there are many ways that I, I can read. And again, I was born with it. It came with me. I learned along the way what my potential was, because that's the key. What did I learn in these, these, these ceremonies? Did I learn to be greater than I was meant to be? No, no. I learned that I had all the ability within me to be greater than what I was because I had to learn to love me first. That was the key. And right. after going through so much heartache of doing things for people for free and stuff like that, I still am very charitable with people. You know that. You know, there are times that I don't charge people. If they don't have money, I don't charge them because you know what? Sometimes it's an emergency and, and, and people don't know where to turn. But there's a lot of mediums out here that don't do that. There's a lot of mediums mm -hmm. out here. There's a lot of people out here that you, you go teach a class and then all of a sudden they copy you and then they turn it around. Like if it's their class, like they're the ones that they're the ones that invented it or they're the ones that created it. And see, that's to me, that is low lying. It's, it's like they call low lying spirits, low lying spirits because they're, they're spirits that come, that, that are dragged in from the bottom of your souls. And that's what I call mediums that are like that. I call anyone who plagiarizes other people's stuff and other way and, and turn it around and make it into your own thinking that is your idea when it was not your idea. I I find that people to be you know like low lying spirits. Yep. At the end of the day, I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't use people like that now. One of the things that 
that, you know, in Christianity, quote unquote, uh, you're supposed to t do tithes. Not just in Christianity, Baptist, any church, you know, you're supposed to tithe. I remember Livingston. Mm -hmm. I, I, I lived when I worked in Livingston, New Jersey. I remember there's a temple right off of South Orange Avenue, one of the really beautiful temple. And I knew people that worked in the company where I worked that their parents and them belonged to the temple. And it was $10,000 a year per each one for a temple. I said, are you crazy to do what? <laughs> to have a man with a dress sing and tell you all this stuff and separate the women from the men and then tell you how, you know, how the Messiah this and the Messiah that. No, you killed the Messiah. Let's be real. You killed him. Okay. Your people killed, your people killed the Jew who became a Christian but was never a Christian. So now people have this misunderstanding and they're all running, everybody's running to Jerusalem because Jerusalem is the promised land. Jerusalem is not the promised land. Okay. okay. You can think that Jerusalem is the promised land. It ain't the promised land. They're not, God will not make the same mistake twice. Okay. <laughs> God, they're, they're, no, no, no. And I'm not being anti-Semitic. The realities, and they know their own truth. Okay. In the beginning, there were pharaohs. There were, there were Jews. They were, they were not called Jews. What were they called? They were called, um, help me out there, Says. They, I'm they sorry. Were, they were called um, Philistines. Phil Philistines, right. The Philistines. Yeah. Okay. Well, they were, they, you know, they had pharaohs. Then all of a sudden they decided that they wanted a living king, a living king. So King David became the living king. But see, Moses was promised to take his people, right? To take his people. To the promised land. the promised land, right? But they, they went in circles for 40 years, right? Why? <laughs> no, no, no. Why? Because of disobedience. There was, uh, there was, there was land. There was land because according to some stories, it's like these beggars, these beggars actually went and they, they let, God let them through and they came back with a whole bunch of grapes and a whole bunch of fruit. So, but they could not find it. They kept going in circles. Why? Because because of of the disease that they have, because it's it's a disease. It's it's a, it's inbred. It okay. So right now they're waiting for you know we, most people are waiting for Jesus to come to come back. Some people are saying the Messiah. Some people are saying um, what Jway or Jaywah, whatever. Yahweh, 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 Uh and yet, yet the Jewish faith is waiting for a king. That's what they're waiting for, a king. Now the revelation says that the Bible, that there will be a man who will be from the from the, the east, right? From the eastern that 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 Asian, like that, that part. He will be born there but raised here and educated here. And then he was gonna bring peace to the world. Right. right, that's supposed to right. be the Antichrist, but the Jews are waiting for a king, a man who is going to be a leader, like a king, 
and he is going to govern all the world and bring peace to all the world, and he is going to save one nation. And they think that it's their nation. And they're so sadly mistaken because what one thing that I can say, and I don't care what anybody thinks of me, I don't believe this crap where you sin, you curse, you do all this stuff, you're racist, you do all this shit, and then you're crying all the time that people do anti-Semitic shit to you, but it's okay for you to be prejudiced against them. And then once a year, once a year, you have a day of atonement where you atone for all your sins one day. And then the next day, you're back doing the same shit all over again. That kind of God that you serve? I don't want to serve that God. What for? What for? I don't want to serve that. I want to serve a God that when I do something wrong, I want to, which is the God that I serve. And it's the God of the universe. And I call him Father and Mother God. Because there's no sex. Okay. So anyway, the point I'm trying to make, because it's, it's, it's just a point. The point I'm trying to make is you mediums out here, you really need to take a good look at yourself and you need to remember that you all had humbly, humbling beginnings. This you there? Because I don't see you. I'm here. I'm playing with the computer. Okay. You know me. Well, anyway, um, <laughs> that really makes me sad because, you know, what, what people don't realize, and you know this, when I worked, when I was younger, I've worked since I was 14. I've always worked. I've always had a job. I even had, when I worked for Corporate America, I used to come home, there was a line of people in my house, and I didn't charge them a dime. Right. I didn't start charging until, until the spirit said, you're going to lose everything if you don't know how to control what you give and to who you give. Okay. And because I did not, I was not obedient, I lost everything. And when I lost everything, I was so saddened with myself. And I remember asking my friend Millie, like, what am I going to do? I don't know what I'm going to do. And she said, you're going to do exactly what you do now. You are a reader. That's what you do. Now you're going to start charging. So it took me a while, and yeah, I started off with with seven dollars. Then, then it went up to twelve dollars, and then it went to twenty, and then twenty twenty five. And every time, every time there's a, taxes go up, so do the readings. But I tell you one thing: the one thing that I that's different between me and every other reader, and you know this, if the reading takes three hours, the reading will take three hours, and I charge you sixty bucks for that time frame. I don't charge you $60 for 15 minutes. I don't believe in that. Right. Yes, I have clients that I charge. Well, no, I'm not going to say I charge them. I have clients that pay me up to $500 a reading. No lie, $500. And you know what? There are clients that, that, that pay me a hundred and something dollars, 200 and something dollars. And if they want me to do work for them and they want things to move for them, Whatever price they give, I take because I don't I don't give them a price. I just tell them, what do you think my work is worth for you? And that's simple. And I think that that is that to me, that has been the more the most humane way that I find that you should deal with people. But you know, there's a lot of mediums out here and a lot of people that actually need help that are trying to start off. 
and they go to these places and they join these groups that they promise them to make them this and that and they do nothing they just take their money and they just use them and 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 tell you what they you what they can do for you and they can't do shit for you it's like going to those damn gypsies where every time you go to a gypsy and i'm not saying they can't see a lot of gypsies know their shit. a lot of them can see and you know they um they'll tell you all this shit and then of course they always end up with you you got a family curse and in order to break the family curse you're gonna have to bring me a thousand dollars but you're gonna have to bring me you're gonna have to bring me like five one hundred dollar bills you know like twenty twenty dollar bills you know ten ten dollar bills and they have to be folded you got to put it in a jar and you got to leave it under your bed for two days and then you bring it to me and then i light you a candle and i give you some crystal and believe me there's a lot of goddamn fools out there that actually believe them i've gone many times to get my palm my palm read and they're like oh you know you have you have a wife right and you have three kids i said i sure do and another planet. Can you hear me? Yes, darling. You know, I and, I, and I always say, I, when they tell me that, I'm like, yeah, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, in another planet. And then, you know, they're like, you know, did you like the reading? I'm like, no. I said, honey, <laughs> I don't, I don't, at that time, I was like, honey, can't you see that my eyebrows are like Betty Grable? I said, what makes you think that I have a woman and I have children? Come on, really? Really? With these eyebrows and these arches? And they didn't know what to say. But I always ended this by telling them that which you steal from people, well, you will have to pay for tenfold. You may not pay for it yourself, but your children will pay for it. You know, and your business. And usually their business closed. So you know what? At the end of the day, I'm not cursing them, but I'm letting them know that, you know, there is a fine line between but being honest and stealing. I don't steal. Mm -hmm. I don't steal and I don't make up shit. And I don't I don't want to know people's business before I read them. I want people to call mm -hmm. me and talk to me and I tell them what I see. If it coincides with what's going on in their life, most times I've never had a problem. A couple of times that I did. Mm-hmm. It was in masses when I told people things that were going on and then they denied it. No, nothing's going on. No. And then five minutes later, they would say, the, the partner would say, oh, yeah, well, that's that's happening and that's happening. And what you said earlier, that was happening too. And I get up and I just leave in the middle of the ceremony. I leave. You know why? Because if spirit has, if spirit is giving you time and a lot of these spirits are only coming to us so that we can be better than what we are, so that we can move forward into this in this planet, so that we can help heal it, to make room for the newer generation that are more mm -hmm. gifted than us, that will be more gifted than us, to mm -hmm. help them understand. And at the end of the day, you're doing this mess because all you want, all you're thinking about is making money. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. Look at I always talk to you about Juanita Byron, right? She, mm -hmm. she's, she's an amazing prophet. A lot of black people say, no, she ain't that good. Da, da, da. Like one time she was, yeah. And she had a young husband and she had a mansion. And you know what? Guess what? And she, and it was taken from her. Why? The person who taught her, the minister that helped her, she showed him, she, she, showed, she showed him her, her ass to kiss. 
And you know what? He kept his old congregation and she lost hers and she lost her mansion, but yet she was always paying it. And after years of stumbling, she came back to, to Philadelphia and she went to her minister and, and um, what do you call it? And, and the, the minister had collected money for all the money that was given to him, he gave to her and, he, and, and she cried. And he said to her, he said, God will reveal something to you. And she says, you know, God told her, will you go to your place where, they, where your house has a fence and if you can't get in, put your foot inside. So she put her foot on the dirt of her property through the fence. And she said, a couple of days later, Bank of America called her and said, we don't understand why your house went in foreclosure if you have always paid your bills. So at the end of the day, it's a problem with Bank of America. So guess what? They ended up having to pay her everything. And, you know, she's still, now she goes, now she's traveling again and she goes to, to these churches again. She doesn't have a mega church. She doesn't want one. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Because she's a prophet and that's what she's meant to be, a prophet. And I mean, I love her because like I said, I met her and I've seen her and I've seen her spirit prophesize to me and tell me things about me that made me realize, you know, because for a long time you you go through the ups and downs like is this of God or if this is the devil or what the hell do we have and what's going on? I know I did. I don't know if you did. I went through that stage, but then you know what? Then when you got a confirmation saying you know what God favors you and other types of ceremonies, you know don't use people especially spiritual people that are there to help you, that come, you meet them, you like them, you like their energy, you know that they have energy. They come there to help you and you automatically call yourself helping them. In reality, you're taking from them because you expect them to, to do shit for you for free. Meanwhile, you're charging people all this ridiculous money and they're, they're showing, they're teaching a class for free. I don't get it. Or when you invite people to your show or you invite them to any show and then they expect to get paid. Why? You you get paid. Other, other people want you there. You get paid. Well, you know what? If you're not on TV and you're not like the Kardashian or like Joe Osteen and nobody's heard your name, you ain't popular. You ain't nothing. <laughs> you come a dime a dozen like everybody else. Okay. You may be known in your community, but you're not going to be known all over. You're not. I'm known in New York, in New Jersey, in Philadelphia, in Texas, in Puerto Rico, in Cuba, in Colombia, in Brazil. Why? Because when I go, I go and I meet people. I talk to people. I tell them what God or the spirits, angels, guides, or the devil, whoever, tells me what to say. And I tell them and I give them a solution. Because it's one thing to be a medium and, and prophesize. But you can't be a true prophet if you cannot give them a solution. That you have to depend on somebody else, the spirit, to give you a solution. And then you're going to take the solution that they gave you and make it your own solution. Well, God spoke to me afterwards and he told me this. Yeah, God spoke to someone else that spoke 
he spoke through someone else and gave you a message. And instead of you giving credit to the person, you're taking the credit because you feel that you deserve it. See, these are this is the kind of shit that I'm talking about. Do you understand? This is the kind of I guess I'm gonna have to change the rating of the show. You just said the SIT. <laughs> what happened? You just said the SHIT one, so I'm gonna have to change the rating. <laughs> change the ratings to what? Change the ratings to what? The reality is it is what it is. You can't always you look, you nothing is perfect. It I does not matter. Well, the thing you know? is that the ratings, if I don't, they'll, they'll oh, uh, ban them. Well, I, I apologize. I, mean. I apologize if I don't like the word. So, <laughs> you know. Um, it's YouTube, that's all. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, oh, well, no. I've actually seen people on YouTube that curse. Really? Okay, so yes. I don't have to change it. Okay. No, I've Ooh. seen shows. I, no, there's a lot of shows of regular people, and they curse, even in Spanish. And I think it's not bad curse. They say that, that you know, they, they, they say bitch and all that stuff. They, it's it's not a big deal. Come on. They say shit on TV. Well, really? They well, I, well, I don't know because, well, I just try to go by the guidelines, as you know. That's what well, I said. the guidelines. I know the guidelines usually are the f words and whatever, whatever, and and all other kind of like like really nasty words. But like I said, it just pisses me off to the point where it just makes me feel that way. Now, I, like I said, I know that in the world there are so many talented mediums. There are so many gifted people that are so amazing, and I've met people of all races: white people, Chinese people, Indian people, um, Hindu people, uh, people from Iran. Uh, Muslims, Sufi Muslims. I've met all kinds of people that are, excuse me, that are amazing mediums. And when you, that they, 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 they literally, they tell you, or they, or they make it very clear, anything you need, I will be there for you. And you can look at them and you know that it's genuine. Do you understand? But there's nothing sadder than or that than having people that you care about that come to to you for guidance, and then you're like, "Well, you know, I'm going to so and so island, and I would like for you to come and join me. I'll be waiting for you." And then you go and spend all this money, and you sell everything, and you don't have a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of, and you go, and then you ain't got nowhere to stay, and then you can't stay with them because they got a lot of other stuff going on because they're messy. Do you understand? They're messy and they're ratchet. So then you got to figure out, but if you're a good medium, and I'm telling you this because experience, sister, experience, <laughs> okay, your experience. But yeah. see, what people don't realize is like with me, when I lost everything a couple of, a few times, one thing about me is I can read anyone from a paper box, a cardboard box, honey, I can sit outside and read. And I know that I can create and make and do and undo. So I always make money because God is good all the time. Okay. And I know, and there's enough for everybody. And that is the biggest, that, that's yeah. one of the biggest issues too. Everybody wants to be rich, but no, everybody thinking, oh, well, no, I no, want to no, be no. Huh? No, 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 no. I don't want let, let, let me let me clarify that. I, I don't want to be rich. I want to be comfortable. I don't want to be famous. If that happens, that's nice. 
I just want to be comfortable where I can go and pay my bills, eat my food and live like I want to. That's not being rich in my eyes. That's meaning I have enough to survive. I don't want to be rich. I don't want my names up in the big lights like a lot of people do. And that's what a lot of people want. That is not my goal. If I had it my way, I'd be on my island somewhere having my own self-sufficient stuff. And only time I kind of come on maybe is to do a little something. I have my books and have a library. This is my life. This is, like I said, I really come to enjoy my own company. And if I have some friends come over, I have no problem. But I don't want to be famous. So that's how I learned. I help people and I don't mind helping, but it does, which I'm going to put it out there. It does hurt when I find somebody that I help and they turn around and try to imitate me and then, okay, I'm putting out imitate me and do what I do because they think they can do it better. And I'm all for it. If you think you can do what I do, do better. Do you do you and you do me and I'll do me. In other words, I applaud you. And if you want my support, I'll give you the support. But don't try to imitate me because I'm going to say this again. There's only one originator of Dr. D, a.k.a. Food Alchemist, Chef Ceci, Cicely D'Angelo, whatever you want to call me. There's only one me. And there's a reason why there's only one imprint of me because there's only one unique being. And I don't mind helping you. But when you do that, the spirit shows me ooh, like that. And it hurts. It really hurts me when I think a person is my friend mm-hmm. and confidant and they do that behind my back and I find out and they do it sneakily and then they smile in my face because I might not, not say anything, but spirit will point it out to me and then I'll make it revel known again and again and again because I'm one of those hard hands, unfortunately. I don't want to believe it what my eyes show me the first time. So when they show it to me the third time, that's like dad. And I get hurt. I get hurt. And it's like, well, because I want it. I want the best for my brothers, for my sisters. I want us to come together. I don't want us hurting each other. And everybody reads different. Everybody does their own spiritual work different because that's their signature. I learned everybody has a style. My thing is, as I always said, my friend, I don't hold them up because you're my friend. I try, like I said, I try to be what I want in a friend. And I realize everybody's not that. And that's okay. That is okay. You are with you. It just shows me where the boundaries are and where people are in life. And I have to accept that. Okay. They might come back in a year. They might not come back at all. And they always come back. And when I'm hurt, I know. And the thing is like, why? Why? Because I've had, and I don't say all the stuff that I am as a person, as your friend, as support. And I don't want what you do for me as support for everybody in the world, because none of they blankety blank business. That is a, you keep what's going on, but you like to know that you have a confidant that you can sit there and engage. So I understand. So that is a friend. So you don't charge a friend. But when you find out you're being used in the blankety blank being a friend, that is not cool. 
And um, I'm going to leave that on. But I know that spirit put people in my life, like I said, for a reason and a season. And that reason for me to understand. And sometimes you want to make those leaves roots. And they're not roots. Sometimes they can be leaves. Sometimes they can be a branch and that that's temporary. Because they're not some, all branches are not strong. Well, there are reasons for seasons. There you go. So now that I know that, it just just I just sit there and talk. And it wasn't a friend of mine who shall not be named. You know the saying, keep your enemies close and, and, and your friends, your friends close and your enemies closer. We won't name no names. But I was like, I looked at that and I thought, mm, maybe I should adopt that. Then I said, you know what? No. Put them to the side because they're not worth it. Because they're not worth it. They're not even worth me keeping an eye on. Because spirit's gonna move them out the way, and I've I've seen spirit do some things. Not saying that I'm all that. I'm just saying you got to be careful of the people that you hurt on your way to the top, because the same way you go up, the same way you got to go down, and you'll see the same people yeah. that you were stepping on on the way down. So be realize every relationship has a purpose and a cause and realize we as spiritual beings are put on this earth to help each other support each other if we can because like I like he said there's enough room for everybody there's enough things for everybody there's some things I don't like um you know people see me as and and that's okay. That's their opinion. I learned. I learned that I just brush a lot of stuff off when people insult me, and it, it wasn't until it's brought up a couple of times. Like, oh, wow, they were really being insulting. Yeah. yeah. And it's hard. And I said, that's okay, but it's okay. But what did I learn from that? What lesson did I learn from that? And I learned a lot. So I learned number one, as we seen uh, with me with my blue hair. I can be very confrontational, not confrontational, straight and direct. But, when uh, but, but people may call that confrontational. Right. I was straight and direct. Being, being direct, yeah. And that's how I am. I realize the same way that I am for my children in their life, when I'm protecting them, is the same way I have to myself because. Just like I think I know my children have value in this world, I have a value in this world. And the spirits are, and my guides are blessing me and giving me things to share my gifts. Like I said, you know, I've been fighting. The reason I didn't want to go into, you know, Yoruba was because I didn't want to be a godparent. You know, that was my biggest thing. I don't want to be nobody's teacher. That's a big responsibility. I want to be flying and da 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 da. But woe and behold, I kept getting student after student over for many years. And I finally got one and a person was sitting there. I was like, okay, well, I thought I was going to deter them. I was like, you go and you meditate on that. I was like, they won't be back. I don't have nothing to worry about. <laughs> meditate on that. They won't be back. And spirit was like, no, your goal is, which I've told many, I know that I'm a teacher's teachers that I'm supposed to make teachers, but I didn't realize how I was going to have to get to that point. And spirit just said, okay. 
and brought me my student. And it's been a real eye opener and a real lesson. And that I realized just like my friends, I take it serious. And that's why it's like, when I'm ready, I'm ready. When I'm not, I'm not. And that I realize I can be the teacher that I visualize I wanted my teachers to be. Number one is straight honesty, and I don't want to ever lie. Honesty is lied to me, even by a mission that is lying to me. Yeah. And that, yeah, that ruins a friendship. So be careful who you cultivate, be careful who you have in your circle. And like I said, I said on my show on Friday, Find your spiritual tribe. We do have somebody wants a reading, and I said that they could get a reading if you don't mind. Um, find your, your spiritual tribe. Find your good support system who has your back and wants to go far. That when you're, they don't just want to be there for the good times, but they want to be they're there with the ugly times because there are going to be some ugly, some ugly tears, some ugly faces that you're going to make because everything is not always good. So those are the things that I think. Find your tribe. Find your support system. And it doesn't necessarily mean that your family has to be your tribe. It's wonderful when they're your tribe. It's wonderful because some of us, this is just some spiritual I want y'all to know. Some of us are born into families that are really not our spiritual families. And Spirit revealed to me, you're born into that family for them to evolve. But whether that family choose to evolve is them, is not on you. And because you question, why was I brought into this family? Why was I brought to this? To help them evolve into the spiritual being they could. And their soul group that they're born in, maybe this is over some people's heads. Um, I'm hoping it's not. And if you have questions, put them in a box or write me or or read down at the bus go to dr wdmedphysician.com you're born with these groups of people and you before you are a entity in your mama's belly you are a soul you're a transient and you decide when you want to actually come in and you might be the one Oh, I can stand up. I'm, I'm going to be in that whole group. I got your back. I got you. So they're putting your life for them to learn lessons, but also for you to be the lesson they're supposed to learn to step up and evolve. And some of them don't get it. And that's okay. And you got to understand what role do you play in that family? And if they choose not to be strong enough to pull yourself out of it, you can use be with them at a distance but you don't have to let them close in vicinity where they continue to hurt you you understand that's mm -hmm. what i'm saying i just want you to understand because that was something saying like why am i born into this family or this and there's some people that are exposed so much hurt physically emotionally spiritually but you know what? I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna stop you there for a second if you don't mind one i used to have that same problem when I was younger, I used to think like that. And one day I was, I was reading the Bible and in the Bible, it says that God knew you before you were you. And I realized that before we came to this planet, before we chose this body, we chose the life that we have, we chose it. 
We chose the drama, the pain, the sorrow, the molestation, the 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 beatings, the the abuse. Yeah. We chose it because yeah. somewhere along the line, in a past life, we did not correct it, or we did those things to other people, and we're paying right. for it in this lifetime. Because no. it is only until you you find what the Yoruba what the Yoruba people call awapele, which is you know uh, you know basically peace and harmony within yourself within the universe that is not until you find that love that peace that honesty within yourself and you are able to help people and that you are able to to move to jump you know what I'm saying to jump in in life and once you start to see things evolve for you instead of falling apart you realize you know what you have apologized to people you have made the you made the wrong right you have you have taken you have believed in yourself you have helped people you have you have catered to people and you let them beat you down and then you decided enough and when you decide to to wake up from that and and you wake up you have an awakening that's when it's all over that's when you begin your life again and that's that's what that's that's what we were talking earlier you know yes the bible says that we're born into two different families you're born into your blood family but you also have your spiritual family jesus had right. blood family supposedly but then he had his spiritual family but who right. did he walk with his it's spiritual family, family. Family. Why? Now, let me interrupt you there. Let me interrupt you right there. Oh, I think because some people are actually walking, they've committed their karma and they're walking in Dharma. Mm. And when they're walking in Dharma, you try not to go back to that karma. But some people that are walking on Dharma are, like I said, for making that correction for their soul group that could not handle. This is my belief is could not handle going through it again because it was too painful. So there's always somebody that did the Dharma work that's willing to step in. Now that is an old Hindu and old Native American spirit. Reason I know, why do I know? Why does Ceci know this? Because that was what was told to me. My book of life was closed. I was walking in Dharma um, when I actually brought Lacey forth. Um, and first of all, like, cause it was like suffering so much. And I was like, I must've been one blah, 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 blah. When I was little, so I've been on a searching path. So I happened to come into the deer tribe and my daughter was sick and it really broke my heart because that year she was back to back. Nobody knew she was back to back in the hospital. She was having surgery after surgery, after surgery, after surgery, after surgery. And it was literally tearing me physically apart, but I was working spiritually taking care of other people, that's what I'm good at. And taking care of my baby, shalom, uh, that's what I'm good at. But I wanted to know how much could I take? And I actually had a ceremony done at the Deer Tribe. The Medicine Deer Tribe, they did a ceremony for me and it was brought down. My book of life was closed and I was working Dharma. And then talked about my soul group that I decided to take the commitment of and take on their karma, not my karma, their karma. So some of us do do that. And I happen to be one of those individuals. And I said, oh, y'all know what y'all talking about. This is me. 
not because I didn't, I never heard of that. All I knew was karma, karma, karma. So I'm, I gotta fix this. So I was always, so whatever things happen, I would take it personally. Then somebody else, I read somebody else and somebody said the same thing. Like, okay, this is from a native person from a, a person was, uh, my friend was Bangladesh. Uh, the best way I can say. My, I guess you say my ex-boyfriend was from Bangladesh. I had, I had a thing for me from Bangladesh. They were very, very smart. They are uh, good people. <laughs> they were good yeah. people. But I can get along with anybody as anybody can say. I am Not just the type of person. Um, well, well, yes, you can. You can get along with anybody. I can, I can I can get I can get along with everybody. Right. I don't socialize with everyone. I didn't say I socialize. I, I said I can get along. That's because I can walk into a party <laughs> and smile and and just shake my head politely doesn't mean that I'm gonna break bread with you. Right. And if I don't know now, you, I'm why would I want to sit down and talk to you? I don't, you know me, I, I'm i like you, I've just learned to, but I can't, but remember, we come from, we come from two different, from two different worlds. I come from North, where I partied my butt off since I was like a teenager, you know, <laughs> did all kinds of whatever, and I had, you couldn't tell me that I didn't have more than a thousand friends, because I did, I had friends in New York, I have friends in Belleville and all parts of New Jersey and Philadelphia and DC. I mean, I have friends everywhere that I met in the clubs and you couldn't tell me that I didn't have a lot of friends and I did. And they were not my friends, but I, I OD'd. I don't want to, I don't want that anymore. I mean, when I got two people in my house, I, I just want them to leave. Like, please leave. <laughs> yeah. It, it, you know what? And it's not, and it's not that I get, it's not that I get panic attacks because I don't get them anymore like that, you know. Like I don't get them, but it's just when I can when when I can when I can feel you put your foot on my floor and I can feel the vibration on the floor of who you are, and I'm able to look at you and see through you and not like what you see. It takes all of whatever is in my mind and my heart and soul not to judge them because they're coming to me for help. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. But then the same way you walk in Dharma, I have a solution for my problems, which my 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 master that passed away. Well, my first my first my first guru was um what was her name? Um Guru Maya. And she's in and she's uh she's a student of I think it's Nutananda. His father was Mutananda. Nutananda. Mutananda was, I think, the father, and then Nutananda is the is the son, and then she's she's basically she was a student of his, and I was a student of hers with a whole bunch of other people. And then when I learned about all of that, then I went into the darker side of Hindu, and I realized that there is a balance in everywhere. But then I went to Chinese, and I realized that there is a Buddha called called Namu Namu Omitofu. His name is Omitofu. Omitofu. Not fu. Fu. Omitofu. 
Om that's how they pronounce it. You can say Namu Omito Fu, but but that's the prayer, right? Namu Omito Fu. Namu Omito Fu. You know, and basically every time you say Namu Omito Fu, you're asking him, make me a better person. Namu Omito Fu. I live in gratitude. Namu Omito Fu. I ask you to please help guide me the right way. Namu Omito Fu. Because it was the, it's the Buddha that, 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 that was given the enlightenment to take people's karmic past life traumas and demons and take them and actually rehabilitate them and set them free. So you jump mm -hmm. in formation. And if you keep okay. doing it, but the weird thing about that mantra is you can say Namu Amito Fu every day for a week. But when the when you have reached the, the when you have reached Dharma, mm -hmm. that you will hear in your head, enough. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to do a mantra anymore. I sure. I so like what that. I realized is every time I feel like with this pandemic, this pandemic, I I must have chanted Namu Omito Fu, I would say more than 30,000 times. And all I, all I asked for was for people to heal, for the children to heal, you know? For the children right. not to be sick, for the elderly to to be able to withstand all of this, for the people who don't have money, for them to be able to hold on a little longer, you know. And mm -hmm. I even prayed that I even chanted that this man would not win again, because the reality is, it like like you and I said, we're not political, so I don't care who okay. wins, whether you, whether they're good, bad, whether they're Republican. My thing is, do your damn job. You're not you're not you didn't you weren't hired to tweet. The world and, and make and, play no, and, act, and act like a child and write all these little things and go back and forth and have these little tantrums with countries and try you know I mean come on this this country you know and then and then the thing is as sad as it is you know a lot of people didn't like Obama and and you know what I beg to differ even though a lot of people have their their reasons but I can tell you one thing Obama Obama went to office with sixteen years of a mess. So he had he he could never have cleaned up that mess in six that, that that was already there sixteen years, he could not. This fool just made it worse, and now this person is just coming in. He's got to it's going to take him four years just to clean up this whole mess that this one created, and that's reality, darling. That is the that is what it is, and the thing is is that spiritual people we're not political, but we. Mm -hmm. No, we know, we know, we know. We know in our hearts what is what, what is right, what is wrong. We can't get involved in politics. We can't get involved in anything that has to be with shady deals. We can't get involved with people who are liars. We can't get involved with people who are thieves. We cannot because, you know, it's not what, what they're doing. It's not what we're doing. It's what they're doing that's affecting us. Right. And by being with them and associating with them, we are no better than them. Okay. It's okay to say, look, I love you, baby, baby, I love you, but I gotta go. I can't be with you. You just you can't, you can't, you're not the type of person I'm looking for. And it's okay to say that. And it's okay to suffer, and it's okay to cry, and it's okay to feel hurt. Because you mm -hmm. know what? The heart sutra says that we were born to suffer. Right. So for any of anybody that has either read the Heart Sutra 
Mm -hmm. I said, look it up so that you can read it. And it's, it, it sounds horrible, but as you start to read it, you start to realize that, you know, everything it says, it's true. You know, we were born to die. We were born to suffer. We were born to, and, you know, but, but it's those moments that we, we take with us that are of happiness. And, and like I said, you know, we, we're me, we mediums, we spiritualists, we psychics, we witches, you know, that, that I'm Wicca, whatever, you know, all types of witches, you know, um, the, the, the uh, what do you call them? I call them librarians. I call them librarians because they're just people who are librarians. And um, it's, it's another way of, of me calling them um, like, like mediums, but they're, they're called like, 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 to me, they're like librarians. They know so many things and they're so bright and you don't really find so many of them. And then you have your white lighters and then you have, you have your, you have your Wiccan witches and then you have your, you have your Wiccan witches that work with, you know, with, um, with blood spells, you know, some do nature spells, some work with blood spells. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the same thing with Hindus. So you have Hindus that work, you know, Hindus that, that deal with magic, that deal with, with magic by using water and fire and flowers and whatever and herbs. And then you have the dark side, which, so every religion has a dark side. You mm -hmm. know, they have a positive side and it's a dark side. But then again, uh, like you said earlier in the beginning, who, who are we? We didn't, you know, God did not say this was evil. Man was the one who called it evil. Do you understand? Right. Yes. So I, I just, I just, and like I said, this is my own personal belief. You guys can think about what you want. You know, I've been watching TikTok a lot and I, I, I get amazed with these young, beautiful young girls that are like amazing, amazing, amazing mediums. And I've heard a lot of them, you know, they, they have these, these uh, money chat uh, enchantments, you know, to, to, to get money. And, you know, it's ironic because this one girl was doing this one thing. And I think I sent it to you. Remember the, 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 um, it was a really nice prayer. And then she says, um, she said, I asked for, for was it $3,000 within three days or no longer than three, than, than a month, right? Than 30 days. Oh, I gave this mantra to my friend Sadia the other day, and she was like, but it didn't work. And I said, yeah, but you got a $1,000, then your mother gave you $3,000. So when, what part didn't work? What part right. didn't work? It worked. Right. So the reality is, it's like, you know what? There are mantras out there. And like she said, you know, if, it, if I have something that, and I'm telling everybody out there, if I have something that you want from me, that you want to learn from me, I will gladly teach you. I will tell you, I will give you answers because the reality is we're here to help one another. Just understand that my time is valuable. Don't waste my time. I'm very punctual. If you make an appointment with me and you make it for seven, you better call me five minutes to seven because I'm punctual and I don't like people not calling me to cancel. And if you call me and you don't cancel and you don't call me, Trust and believe I will never read you, ever. That's simple. Okay. I'm done, darling. Okay. No, I have to remember the one person. Mm -hmm. We got SS. Uh, they want to know, do you see me spending Christmas in my new place? 
you see me spending Christmas in my new place. What's the person's name? Sherry. Who? Sherry. 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 S-E-S-E-R-R-Y. Did I not say it right? Sherry is S-H-E-R-R-Y. Oh, okay, sorry. I forgot the H. S-E-R-R-Y. Oh, my God. Y'all have to forgive me. I can't spell today. Did she ask me or she asked you the question? She asked both of us. But you, what, the only thing that I'm getting is this. The only thing that I can say is that for this particular person, there won't be any more sadness or any more tears. However, it's coming about, you know, the holidays, the, the holidays are important times, but they're just days. Do you understand? It's them with family. What I can say is, I keep, for some reason, I keep seeing some, uh, I don't know if it's a greenhouse or green walls. It's just weird, but I keep seeing the green. But whoever it is, I don't know if it's with family. I just see like, I see four people or four people, her and four people. So I don't know what exactly is going to happen, but I, I, I see her. It, well, it looks like an empty space, but it, it it just I just see four people with her, and I I don't know. I just I I see her laughing. I don't see her crying or being sad anymore. I just see her laughing, and and I, I don't know if that will answer her question. But it's you know it's kind of like vague to ask just one question like that. And you okay, know what I'm okay. Then what about what do you see for January through April of 2021? For who? Her. Is that is that even better? What do you see? What do you see for me for January through April? You have like I, something. Well, I can say that I can say it not just for her, but but a lot of people who have gone through a lot of sadness and a lot of emotional changes like she has, you know, somehow or another, starting November twenty first. Um, all the way until February 21st, there's going to be a shift in the planets, especially Mercury. And a lot of things are going to start changing. Um, I don't know if this particular person is working right now um, or, or it's not making enough. But for some reason or another, I just keep seeing that everything is going to go from one through one to one to six and then the, the and then spirit just says but this person cannot it's like it's like it how do I say it like you can't wait you can't succeed or get the things that you want and wait for the other shoe to drop do you understand what I'm saying like there mm -hmm. are people who are very, they try to be very positive inside, but then they're always afraid that, you know, I've been through so much that what about if I screw it up or what about if something goes wrong or what about if this doesn't happen? The reality is, you know, you can't be afraid. You can't be afraid to lose. You can't be afraid to, to start over. You can't be afraid to keep falling and starting over. It's just part of life. Right. 
Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. That 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 very resonates. I found a way evidently to type as you can see. <laughs> no, I you know what? I I find it very interesting because you know what? I've never I've never had that. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know how it is. I mean, I can read a phone. Um I can even letter. Like somebody can write me a letter and I can give advice, but never like that. Never like just one word, one, just one letter, one word, first name. It might not even be that person's real name. I'm only going by the vibration that I feel. Right, right. Why did you take your chain off? What happened? Nothing. What was the shift in energy? Why did you do that? Oh, because I feel free. Okay. You know I'm checking. You know I yeah. see things. It ain't all, it ain't all, it's not always groovy, baby. <laughs> it, no, it's pearl. It's a pearl. It's a pearl. They, the, my jeweler, he cut the middle and he, he see, he put silver in between both of them. Between the ball. Mm -hmm. He made, he made the bezel and he created the, the, the silver mm -hmm. in between and, and it's to match my, my pearl. Look, my pearl ring. Where, where am I going? Right there. It matches. There it matches that. But yeah. So anyway, um, look. There's a lot of people on. There's a lot of people that are people that, that will see, see to stop because you know you you need to really take a grip on yourselves and your life and realize, you know, that this is not what you're here for. You're here to live and to, to be happy. And if you choose to be happy, then that's your choice. Right. So you can't cry if you choose to be unhappy. I hear you. So let me tell you what I am seeing because I'm feeling quite good this evening. Um, ouch. I know that a lot of things are changing. I told people that things were going to get ugly after oh. election. I said that. And mm -hmm. it actually is. Because as my son was telling me, Mom, you know, they spiked in the, the coronavirus and things since that convenient. And we talked about that earlier. I was like, really? Are you shocked? Really? Why are you shocked? I said this all the way back in September. See, but nobody paid attention to little old me. But it's okay. And but I also said that you needed to be prepared in many ways and be able to up your skills. But I also seen spirit that was going to open doors for those that were very spiritual. Doors that was closed for you once will be wide the heck open in all windows. If you can't get through that door, there will be a window of opportunity that's going to be open to you. This is what I'm seeing. People that have struggled, like you said, it will be no struggle no more. The people that suffer, they will suffer no more. If you wanted a family, you wanted this, those things are going to be given. It might not be given in a way that you you imagine. And that's the problem with first of us as being in this 3D form. We have one way of seeing things and spirit has a multitude of seeing, like I said, I am a dimensional kind of person, meaning I don't think of it just as one aspect. 
take it as you will. Don't care. Now, doors are open spiritually, physically, mentally, in all types of ways through different people, different paths, different circumstances that you've never seen before. And that's what I find a blessing, a blessing for your lessons for you to learn. Spirit will take something, your sadness, and make it a gladness of whatever you suffered for your lesson that you suffered or you feel effort or you're going through is going to be a lesson for somebody else and a blessing for somebody else you're going to be able to take them and walk them through the life of what you walk through the stumbles the pebbles the falls so they don't have to make these stumbles pets and falls if you were suffering and you were like a student, now is your time to step up and be a teacher. If you've always been a teacher, it's time for you to be a master teacher. If you were a person sitting in a pew, it's time for you to sit up and be on the bleachers and start preaching. That's how I feel it's come. It's going to come all around. People that were up there glorifying, living off of people. I put it on my page about the minister that was living off of people. And I like when I minister went to town and was telling them, I'm a minister and I got a job. Yeah. How about that? He wasn't living off his people. He said, if you wanted a, a, a he said, who was, you want a, a jet? He said, people be financing, they got a jet and they don't even get the ride in the jet. How is that possible? They wanted a house. He said, I got a job. If I want a jet, I got to work for it. So why are you living luxury? These mega churches, I'm glad. They need to tumble down. They need to give back. The biggest churches out there, y'all know how I feel. It's the Catholic church. They say they do this. They say they do that, 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 that. But everything comes with a cost. Then the Baptist churches and all the churches start getting involved. They're going to feed the people. And how I found, like I said, in Banning, California, when I was living there, they were giving food to these individuals that was not good for them and it hurt my soul they had chopped up hot dogs and they was putting in a soup that was high sodium and these people had high blood pressure diabetes and then they gave them this old bigger chunk of cake with the butter icing and sugar up there and then had the nerve to make kool-aid i was like what are they trying to do they Kill them faster. Right. thank you but when i said this years ago they were like, Sessie, da da da. No, they're not feeding the cause. They're making the cause. They are helping the drug industry. So, just like I seen as my daughter was a little girl, she went to Children's Hospital in Philadelphia. At the time, there was nothing like a, a McDonald's. Then they moved the McDonald's in the hospital. A McDonald's in the hospital. Who does stuff like that? Oh, well, it's going to be better for the client. No, that's money making and they're paying the rent and parents are there because their children are sick. And I understand about the Ronald McDonald house. They, they're getting that. But why not put something healthy in the Ronald McDonald house for those parents and those children that are suffering? I mean, I've, I've even seen schools that actually have McDonald's and Domino's inside the school. Right. And churches, too. Now, that's the thing that got me. They had a KFC in a church in, in, in New York City. I was too through. I was like, are you serious? This ain't is nothing, years ago. After, after church, ain't nothing better than some fried chicken, mashed potatoes, and gravy. Hey, it's the truth. After you don't get tired of hearing that damn sermon for four hours, all you want to do is eat. 
back in the have churches where my um my great grand nanny they would make food so but then again they but that was the long service this this is what i'm saying i've been in many churches baptist churches oh my god y'all take too long they always get in the holy ghost falling down on the on on the floor lifting their skirt rolling around and, and i was like i we bet as kids which deaconess was going to fall out in the church and i would i got bopped in the lips because i thought it was just a show i said they getting on there so one day i decided i was going to act the fool too i was like if they could do it i could be doing it. i'm up there too hey 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 dancing just like a fool was well i shouldn't say dance like be filled with the holy ghost in my own way because i thought it was a show i didn't know that they was and they was like oh they're being filled with the spirit you can't do that and then I realized spirit comes to everybody and it's personal. Um, some of them, but that's what I don't like about some of the churches. Some, I mean, but then there's some good churches out there too. Uh, I like going to the Catholic church. You know why? Mass is only an hour. <laughs> it's like you're, you're punching a clock. That's it. That's it. Do you know that, do you know that they, they, they copied Joe Olstein here. They have a, what is it? This mega church. I forgot what it is up in Wellington. They have a, and this in a lot of places. Uh, and I remember they, it was really, 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 really big. And mm -hmm. it has like, it has like a playground. It has daycare center. It has a cafeteria. It has what? like to get food, you to get coat and coats and other stuff. And they sing. And the music they sing is cool because it's young people singing these songs that are modern, you know. And then all of a sudden, the big screen drops down and the preacher is in Texas, but he is live in every single church all around Florida. And yeah, and he's walking around either with shorts and a t-shirt or he's walking around with jeans. Yeah, and he's ministering. He's young. And you know what? You know what I like about it? Because it's only 10 goddamn minutes. Joel Osteen is 15 minutes. And I've been to, and I've seen, when, I love Joel Osteen. I don't care what anybody says. I love his words. Not him, his words. But when Joel Osteen went to Maryland, when he went to DC, when he went to New York, many, many times, even here before I lived here, I was, I've gone to see him and I, and you know, you see all these kids and older people and young, and I'm, you know, I'm jumping to the music cause it's really good. Then he comes out with his little family and they talk for like five minutes and then they preach for like 10 minutes and then that's over. That's it. Wow. It's over. You spend all this money for just 15 minutes. <laughs> Look, yeah. nobody at the church had to last three or four hours. Okay. Right. And to me, when people have these long drawn out masses where they have to, they have to convince people that the Bible literally and actually said these things to me, there's a problem. You know, it's like Whoopi Goldberg and goes, girl, you in trouble. You're in trouble. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because you know why? Because those churches are the ones involved in scandals. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. 
always involved in scandals. Like I don't understand these young these young ladies that go to the church, especially in the Baptist church, and they go with these short ass dresses, like they're going out partying. And then they are know, they're partying for then, God. They're looking for a man. They ain't partying. They're looking for a man. And then all of a sudden, you know, they have to wear modesty cloth, which you know I get it. But you know, I mean, but when the preacher is is messing around with people in the congregation, you know, it's funny because I I seen it in the last Baptist church that I was hanging out with, hanging out. Um, I saw it in in it's actually in Irvington, and I saw it with this young preacher, and the church is run down, and he's making all this money, and his wife. You know, he's got a couple of kids, got his wife messing around with this young girl, ain't messing around with this guy down on the down low. And I'm like, wait a minute, ain't that the preacher that we saw the other day? And they were like, yeah. I was like, look, 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 look. So I had enough to say any say something, but you know what? I've learned that when you when these preachers speak so much like that, and they want to catch your attention, they want to capture you. They want to capture your attention and they don't realize that the minute you sit down and you open your mouth and you say, hallelujah, you already captured them. Because they're just there to hear the word, even if it's 10 minutes. Yeah. Even if it's 10 minutes. You know what I'm saying? And like you're and you're absolutely right about the mega churches years ago. But remember when we were kids, we could go to any church if we were poor or whatever. They would always help. They will always yeah. help. Now they don't help nobody. They want you to join the church. They want you to join the church in order to help you before you didn't have to join the church. And okay. then you get all these hundreds of thousands of dollars are being donated. And yet, what are you doing for the people? So-and-so don't have money to pay his rent for three months. What are you doing to help that person who's always been in your congregation? Do you understand? Right. So... Not just in the, in, you know, we as spiritual beings, and I'm talking to all spiritual beings, all white lighters, because that's what we mm -hmm. are, white lighters. We have seen and been through too much in this lifetime with churches and synagogues and mosques and all kinds of religious places that we have been push to idolize against our wills to believe in something that we may not even feel in our hearts. Do you understand? But, mm -hmm. but instead of being angry, we just need to pull together and start to do what they're really doing for, which is take from them. Don't, don't right. do that. Because if the church is already screwing you, you're coming to me because I'm a spiritualist and I can help you and then I'm going to screw you by taking you more money. Right. So, you know what? I I I know that there there are a lot of white lighters, and I think there there's like I said, I think there's a lot of amazing mediums out there, amazing, and you know they have many abilities to do many things. And all I ask is have compassion, have compassion because, like I said, it's gonna get. You know, I, I you know I told you this. I told and I told my mom and friends for not last year, the year before. I'm like, look, next year it's gonna get ugly, 
in the beginning of the year is going to be horrible. It's going to be really, really bad. Something bad is coming. And I kept telling everybody something bad is coming. Something bad is coming and 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 people are going to die all over the world. And it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And when they hit, you know, everybody around me got sick except me. Everybody. And then I said, and you know this because we've discussed this. I said, watch when the watch when the watch when this election is over. Watch how fast they're gonna find the cure for this thing. And I was looking at CNN today, and they got they got a vaccine that so far is working ninety five percent. Okay, and Cuba got a couple of things going on right now, and I already broke it down to the people down there exactly what they're doing. I said, you got to understand. I said, we are, we are, we are a world that we have allowed ourselves to stop taking care of our elderly. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. Forget about homosexuals and lesbians. They have no room for us at all. Forget about transsexuals because you know what? They just need to die because they're just evil. That's the way they look at it. No, it's the way they look at it right forget about these people but it's okay they won't mess with the people who worship the devil who worship satan they don't mess with them they don't mess with people you know in in other religions and stuff but the people in the religions they bother each other then instead of us getting together when we're shunned their spiritual people are shunning us even more so my thing is like i said I made it very clear. Once they reach every every single country in the world, once they reach a number, the purge has stopped. Obviously, they reached their number. So now the purge is stopped. And it's going to stop for a few more years, maybe a new, another five years, 10 years. It's going to come back. Huh? It's going to come back. I'm no, no, no. I think it's over. No, something else is coming. But, but see... Mother, like I told you before, we were talking about, about this. Mother Nature, she's a terrorist. Mother Nature will kill you and she don't think about it twice. Mother Nature, she has her own way of working her magic. And Mother Nature is going to, there's stuff coming up from the bottom of the ocean. There's going to be more things coming up, a lot more things. You think you can play with, with, with the ocean and play with Mother Earth and her not adapt? Everything is adaptable. Animals adapt. Okay, right. um, the 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 trees, they adapt. You understand? Leaves and and tr- this tree formation can mate with this other tree formation, and it can become a hybrid on its own. Yes, that's true. It's been doing male it for frogs, centuries. Male frogs, all male frogs, all male frogs, and then one can become a female. All female frogs, and one becomes a male. You know that, right? Right. Well, we used to be able to do that at one time too. Yeah, if and I don't look at it. I, I should. If we could have a baby, I, I, I was younger. When I was younger, I was like, I want to have a baby. If I could have one, I would want to have one. <laughs> okay, now after I see all the shit you guys go through, I'm like, hell no, I don't want to have none of that. I don't want a part of that. Y'all be poo pooing on the bed and all kinds of stuff. Becoming, no, that's the right. Mm-mm. You got to get it right. That's the thing. Like I said, I wouldn't mind doing it over. Um, but I said I would do it with the right individuals, not 
I wouldn't want to do it with just one person. Would you like to do, you do it with a, a, a doula? No, no, no. I'm a doula myself, so I, I would. I, it would be natural, but I mean, I mean, I want both for my partners there. Okay. Yeah, but would That's, you do it? Would you have an doula help you? It would be yeah, that or a midwife, someone that was legal. It would not be in a hospital. Would it be in a pool? It would be because I think when it would be in the water. water is amazing. It would be uh, under. Water birth is basically what I visualize an underwater birth, and it would be a lotus. So I would have to find somebody that under that has my skills, and also a doula that is uh, in binding. You know, binding the women when they have uh, children, they do binding. Also, someone that would help me actually go back to doing womb lifting, things that I do. I want them to be able to do for my child, and especially the lotus birth and actually have a child with her until the placenta actually goes. And it's a reason why, because they're getting all the nutrients where we just take the placenta and just throw it in the trash or they play with it and they do other things with it. Let's say like that. At but when you're doing it, oh yeah, they experimentation on the placenta. A lot of women now eat a little bit of the placenta, like after they're home, they take, yeah. Well, they eat a little bit of the placenta. Yeah. But oh, it's, only up, to, it's only to it's only to it's only to activate their the, their body. It's to activate their body so the baby's placenta kind of gives them nutrients and stuff that they that their body just missed, but like within days. Right. It's they, they've been diminished. Is a certain <sighs> Babies that are born in water are amazing. Yes, and it's nice, and they learn to swim basically because that's their most natural habitat. When they are in the amniotic fluid, when they are born, when they're a baby, they're they're running around, and then all of a sudden, put in this world where it's dry and it's cold, and they are wet. So think about it. So why not take this? Is just me, my personal opinion. Why not take that form and take it to the next level and let them be born in water and warm water with someone to coach and taking a placenta and making sure it's a ceremony and it's a thing that does. So it does not smell You're like, oh, my gosh, there's different ways to do things and have it done correctly now that I am older. I understand, but I was an old soul even when I had my daughter. It was not known for people in my time to actually nurse. It was not known. I had a lactation consultant. Um, I knew how to breastfeed. I was part of my Leche League, uh, so I have that lactation consultant as well. Um, I did a lot of things that people didn't think was normal at that time during my child's birth. They were like, oh my gosh, you're not doing Fila? You're nursing? I'm nursing. That is the most natural thing you want to do. Oh, you're eating this? Oh, you're vegan? You're this, that? It was in questioning everything that I did. But like I said, I just did what nature told me to do. And I wanted the placenta so I could actually bury it. That's something I had gotten from my great grandmother, Nanny, to take the placenta after it is and bury it and actually have a plant and watch that plant 
in life grow as the child grows and it can go into a tree. You go back to that tree 20, 30 years later, look at that tree and what it's done. These are things that I got that I know my mother was thinking I was cocoa for Cocoa Puffs because it's not something that was known or heard of. And she asked some of her friends and they were like, yeah, I gave my daughter the best start in the world. You know, and I think I did. You know, she didn't nurse long. She did not want to nurse long. I had so much milk, I freezer. So <laughs> it was funny. I went home and I had, you know, I got the lactation consultant. I had to get a breast pump like a cow. I said, I'm a human cow. That's what I was. I was a human cow. A lot, but, of, women, a lot of women nowadays, the women that lactate a lot, they, they, they sell their milk. You know, people come, there's a service. They come and they pick up the milk and they pay you for it. I mean, why not? But they're finding that muscle men are buying milk. Muscle men are buying breast milk. For what? Because there's nothing more pure with, with protein than that. Wow. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, women, you can still go back to lactation. There is a group that I found my friend was telling me, and I was like, how can people lactate? And she said, some people just have the natural ability, even though they're not pregnant, can actually be lactating and give that milk to little babies as well for them to have that. That's what wet nurses did, that they were able to do things. Like I said, you really got to know your history and what you're talking about if, and like i have no qualms of talking about if you have a baby or if you if you adopt a baby baby like a baby baby brand new baby uh -huh. baby and you start to to put the baby on your breast and your and that baby finds its way to your nipple and starts suckling on your nipple you will start lactating it doesn't matter how old you are wow see yeah. that's cool see See, I learned that you get a breast pump. It's different things. Anybody saying anything else? I know no, it's like the same conversation. Five minutes before it's 11. Okay. So I just want y'all to know, you know, some things out there. There's a lot of stuff, as you can see, we can talk about. But I want you to be kind to your students, kind to your devotees, kind to people. Uh, in general, right, but my spiritual people take time out and give back, but also to realize do not take from others that you would not want to take. Be and a blessing to somebody don't else. Don't be greedy to teach them because you you needed a, you you started off with nothing too. Right. Right. So it helps. Mm -hmm. Feed the needy. Feed Amen. the needy. Hallelujah. And how you how you can tie people can tie different ways with your time. How you do it is up to you. And make sure that you should you tie yourself. That was something that I learned from a keeper. I used to have my not saying that I don't. When I first started, I didn't pay myself. I paid everybody but myself. And then I was put on this program, AD where they did my payroll. And first thing they asked me is like, what about your paycheck? I was like, what, what do you mean, what about my paycheck? They were like, you got to pay you too. So that means I had taxes and stuff taken out for me, Social Security and the government, and I paid myself for my own business. And that became 
something that was ingrained in me. Pay myself first. And then, you know, pay pay the my myself and my people first and make sure I had enough for them to be able to earn. So um that was a so for my people out there, this has been Dr. D. This has been Coffee Wood Ori. This is every Monday from 6 p.m. Postal Standard Time. And I will be on Tuesday. We will do something. I don't know. Connection is Dr. D time. Uh, oh, thank you. It's a great conversation. You love. Appreciate that. That was from Brother Israel that says salam. Thank you so much. Um, we will be on here again, like I said, on Tuesday. Every day this week, there's a show. And Tuesday will be 7 p.m. Wednesday, 7 p.m. Poster Standard Time. Thursday, 7 p.m. Poster Standard Time. And on Friday and Saturday, it's 9 p.m. Poster Standard Time. Uh, Sunday hasn't yet decided, but there's going to be shows. We will be having a cooking show on Wednesday. So, and I will not be able to answer. So if you do something, it will be probably most likely in this one. And we will be able to be live on YouTube. If you like what you please see, what you like what you see, please subscribe. You see the little bell button, ding, 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 ding. Subscribe and push the bell so you get notifications when we are doing shows. They have been posted in time and date and you'll be able to be live. Some days we will be on blog talk radio where you can call in on a number that'll be down at the bottom but i want to thank you for taking the time out on your monday or your tuesday wherever you're at and spending it with me and ori from coffee with ori <laughs> i am dr d from food alchemy network it's been a great monday and let me say on Friday, I will be doing readings. So you might want to call in and get a reading done. And I will break it down so you never know what's going to happen. And Saturday is always going to be sensational Saturday. We will be talking what people don't want to talk about. And that is polyamorous. Ooh. All right, now let's get down. I'm ready for that. Y'all ready for that conversation? I know I am. So without further ado, I am Dr. D from Food Alchemy Network, and this is Coffee, Coffee with Ori on Monday. Toodles, you guys. Toodles. <laughs> Food Alchemy Network, a metaphysical channel that deals with holistic alternative traditional care for the body mind and soul we have coffee with ori intuitive life coach spiritual guider also he is a santeria priest he has been to cuba he has been to mexico he has traveled the different parts of Latin America to bring spiritual awareness to you as well from the USA to Latin America. So we welcome Ori from Coffee with Ori, Dr. D, a metaphysician, alternative holistic care 
aka medicine woman, that deals with care from all sides of life. From doula to biofeedback to vibrational therapy to color therapy that soothes the mind, the soul. She teaches classes from raw vegan to vegan, to juicing, to fasting. She's a facilitator of workshops for Yoni and Lingam Care Workshop for men and women and coming together spiritually in union for it to be balanced. This is Dr. D. She does Dr. D time and cooking with Dr. D. Please stay and enjoy Food Alchemy Network. Okay. Come on. Live, our host with the most on each Monday that brings in communication with self is no one other than Ori. Welcome, 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 welcome. <laughs> we are live. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Coffee with Ori. It is Monday. Happy Monday. Happy beginning of the week. It is so important that we pay homage to every day, but always mostly on the, on the beginning of the week because that will determine how our week will continue to be. Today's subject of what I wanna talk about is respecting boundaries. What, I, what I've noticed when it comes to people is that People don't really respect boundaries as they should. And that's something that is very important for us, which is to respect, respect each other's space and respect each other's boundaries and know when we are crossing the line by making uh, stupid comments or derogatory comments or insolent comments to the people that we're with or family or, or whoever. I think that we tend to be one of the rudest countries in the world because we have been taught to like basically live with closed doors and not really socialize with your neighbors. I socialize with my neighbors because the ones that I have are really kind and really good people. And this is coffee with Ori, but today Ori feels like having some wine, a glass of white wine. And I had some, uh, some uh, a piece of baguette with uh, brie. Hey, Yete, how you doing? 
with some brie cheese and apple butter. Fabulous. Nothing better than brie and that. Miss Sadia, I know you've been calling me. I haven't ignored you, but I was I was in Miami for like since Thursday. And I came back and I have been exhausted, but I've been working today, so it's been it's been a little crazy. Arrivederci. Mm. So if you didn't hear, today's subject is about boundaries, about crossing boundaries and about respecting boundaries, people's boundaries. You know, uh, when we talk about boundaries, the first thing that we assume is that, well, for you guys, you can see, look, this is me at 55, and hopefully this will be me, and then it'll be like this, so then I'll be again like 25. Just a joke, guys. Uh, crossing boundaries, what I was saying is that the United States has to be one of the rudest countries in the world. Highlands, and because the United States is kind of like the, the most rudest, uh, the most rudest country in the world, we tend to, hey, salute. We sometimes tend to allow people to overstep those boundaries, okay? I noticed here uh, while I was taking the train, I ran, I, I saw some men, you know, couples, and uh, they were talking to their girlfriends because they weren't wives, however they wanted to. And I, I just thought that, that was kind of rude that that the man would actually talk to a woman that way. But I actually, I actually blamed the woman for allowing the man to talk to them that way because when a man shuts you down or like I tell women all the time, when a man calls you out your name one time, that's when you need to go tell you, tell him to go fry some potatoes somewhere else. Because at the end of the day, when you're a couple and you're an adult, you're not dealing with children, you're dealing with adults and adults should always have the ability or be able to be strong enough to have the ability to sit someone down and, and break things down. Part of this rudeness also has a lot to do with throwing shit in people's faces. Now, if you want to not be my friend, the worst thing you could do is throw shit in my face because I won't throw anything in your face because I don't believe in that. But the minute you do, I can't hang with you because a man doesn't do that to a woman, especially if he's a good woman. And a woman doesn't do that to a man, especially if he's a good man. Yeah, Fernandez. Yeah, Fernandez. Hello. So that to me is what we talk about crossing boundaries. Crossing boundaries is not always about overstepping. Sometimes crossing boundaries is is the lack of the lack of respect that a person may have for another human being because they don't know any better. And I know that sometimes when people are changing and they're going through some type of emotional breakthrough it takes time for them to, to understand it. And also it takes time for them to actually make, um, make the proper change within their heart because they're so used to being such dicks that they don't understand that if you're trying to heal, you can't be a dick. Uh, 
For all you people that are out there, let me tell you something. I love white wine. And I know Yellowtail is not the best wine. This is Pinot Grigio. I like Pinot Grigio and Chardonnay. My address, I'll give it to you. I want to send me a bottle. I'm fine. Okay. Now, <clears throat> with this crossing boundaries, you know, parents sometimes cross boundaries with children. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, the expectation that a parent may have for a child may be so big that that, that that particular idea that they have for their child, it's, a, it's crossing boundaries, you know? Sometimes, you know, you can raise a child to a certain degree, to a certain point, and then you have to let it go because you can't control what other people are thinking and you can't control people when they don't respect you. And part of respecting is is being able to understand that they cannot cross that boundary by thinking that because you're kind to them and you're open with them that you are their friend. You're not the friend. The parent is a parent is not a friend. Women have to understand that although men may seem rough in the outside, they're very sensitive inside. And a lot of men are very sensitive. And that is why they become dicks and they start yelling at their girlfriends or their wives or making stupid comments because they're broken inside and then they want their wives or girlfriends to be just as broken as them. That's a no-no, guys. You guys have to, you guys really have to step it up and you have to learn to get out of those old behaviors because let me tell you something, crossing boundaries, crossing other people's boundaries and, and not and, and and putting people in a box, you know, thinking that that you lose yourself for a minute thinking that you're in the past, but you can just talk to people however you want. No, you know. When you're dealing with an adult, the one thing that an adult wants in their life, male or female, is peace of mind. So because you want peace of mind, why the hell would you allow someone to talk to you any which way or yell at you if you have worked so hard to have peace of mind? Why would you allow that? And I'm not asking you this question because I want an answer. I'm asking you this question because I want you to think about that for a minute. You know? Um... You know, I'm a man, regardless of what I like, I'm a man, and I I'm, I can get very stupid sometimes, but I've learned to check myself before I open my mouth, and before I say something to someone, I always check myself. The one thing that I don't do, I don't throw things in people's faces. I don't believe in that. That's a no-no. I don't lie to people that I care about. I try not to lie at all, so I don't lie to people that I care about. And if you can't talk to me in a civil way, then I don't need you in my life because that's crossing boundaries and I will not allow anyone to cross that boundary. I don't care if we have a 20-year-old friendship or a 30-year-old friendship, I will cut you in a minute. I will cut you off and I won't be bothered. So for you guys out there, I'm just letting you know it's something that I saw. It's not something that I heard. It's something that I saw on the on the train going to Miami because I had a very, very busy weekend in Miami. And I saw a lot of crazy shit on the train. And it's not cute because the devil is busy. And, you know, when people tell you that, that you know, you're going to go straight to hell. Well, there ain't nothing in hell because all the damn demons are already out. So they ain't, you don't got to worry about going to hell because hell is empty. Shit. You might as well buy a condo there and stay there and be happy. Because they, they're all out. I mean, they're all out. People are out. So 
this is about crossing boundaries. It's not, it's, it's, you know, for, for, for men who have, for men who have, have been trying to be present in their children's lives. And for some reason or another, the children push them away and then they become adults. And then it's like F daddy and F mommy. You know what? That's another boundary you don't cross. It is your duty as a parent to even to, to, to call every now and then just to say, how you doing? How you feeling? That's it. You don't have to get into their personal space. You don't have to get into their personal life. You don't have to ask them personal questions because that is crossing the line. You don't do that. You don't cross lines. You know, you have to make sure you stay in your lane if you want things to move forward. But communication is the key. Last time we talked about love, but communication is the key. And I'm going to explain to you why. If you cannot communicate with your partner in the moment of time, because there is no communication without yelling, then, then you need to be alone. And if you are not alone and you're with that person because you fear being alone, that speaks volumes of how much you care about yourself. And that's not them crossing boundaries. That's you crossing your own boundaries. And the boundaries that you set for yourself, you cross them because you 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 feel that if, if you stay quiet enough, it, it won't continue, but it, it still continues. It still continues. You know, that is why I am a very, I'm a strong advocate. I'm a strong advocate. And Dr. D can tell you this. I'm a very strong advocate for women. And I always tell women, when you're with a man, you make sure you have your own bank account and you make sure he has his own bank account and then you have a house account. So that way you guys can share the house account, but he doesn't have to know your account and she doesn't have to know yours. Just like if you have two cars, you're going out to a party. You don't always have to take one car, take two. Because that way, whenever the hell you feel like leaving, you can just leave. Don't ever put yourself in a situation, anybody, men or women, never put yourself in a situation where you're going to have to uh, have someone cross boundaries and talk to you about what they feel, and what they don't feel. Because if someone is holding so much inside that when they explode and they throw it in your face, that just shows that that person doesn't trust you enough to tell you how they felt and how they feel when they're going through something. And if you cannot talk to your partner or family or friends or people that you care about that are like family, if you cannot talk to them and tell them how you're feeling at that moment, then why even bother to waste their time? Because honestly, it's a waste of time to be with someone for 10 years and not know that your partner is an asshole. And then when you do realize, you're like, oh my God, I can't believe that this happened to me. Well, you know what? The world is filled with assholes and the world is crumbling. So if you don't learn how to fix and, and create certain boundaries with each other and be able to sit down and conversate about the littlest, stupidest things, because to me, the best time to conversate is when you're in bed with someone. When you're laying in bed with someone, it's the best time to talk about everything. Talk about how your day went. Talk about, you know, stuff, stupid stuff. Make yourselves laugh, act like little kids, you know, spoon, and then go to bed. To me, that's the best time to talk. 
because me personally, I don't want to hear about what the hell you're going, what's happening in your job. The minute you walk through that damn door, not if I cook for you and I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear you had a bad day because they're not bad days. There's only bad people and bad situations. They're not bad days. Every day is a good day. And if you can't appreciate the day that you're, you're with, then you know what? Take up sleeping pill. Go back to sleep. Wake up the next day to see how you feel then. All of these things are boundaries. And people need to learn them. Crossing boundaries, people's boundaries. You know, this is my own story. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain something to you because, you know, I, I, you know, people who know me for a long time, like Ms. Sadia and Ms. And Dr. D and other people, they know that I can be really nasty. And when I'm dating someone, it's not in my best interest to want to meet their families. I could care less. I am the way that I am with mine. I treat everybody with respect. I treat everybody with love. But if I'm dating you, and you didn't have the uh, you didn't have the decency to introduce me to your family from the beginning, then why would I want to meet them? I wouldn't want them. I wouldn't want to meet them. I wouldn't want to hang out with your family. I wouldn't want to socialize with your family. So, you know, if that was the case, I'll be socializing with mine. And mine is a tragic. So why would I want to? Again, crossing boundaries. You have to set ground rules from day one. You know, it's like, it's like Cardi B said, I like making money moves. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing like in a relationship. You have to set the bar as high or as low as you want to. If you set the bar low, they can easily walk over you or walk on top of you. But if you set the bar high, then you'll have the respect that you deserve and so will they. But you ladies, if you guys don't start stepping up, you obviously you don't watch I don't watch the news, but I, I do read articles. And um, you know, I have the Wall Street Journal on my phone, so I read articles. And at the end of the day, when I'm reading some of these articles and they're talking about abortion, you know, if that goes through, it's gonna bring it's gonna push back progress 20 years or 30 years back. And of course, once they they finish with you people, then they're gonna finish, then they're gonna start with the gay people. And then that's going to be a big problem. So don't become a victim because you have chosen not to set boundaries. Every relationship has to have their own boundaries. Every relationship has to put their foot forward. Every relationship, whether it's a father and son, a father and a daughter, a mother and a son, a mother and a daughter. And if you're doing the best you can to be a good parent and they don't, they're not, it's not reciprocal, you know what? Sometimes you just have to leave it, let go, and let, let God take care of it for you because sometimes you can't handle it all. And sometimes you shouldn't want to want to, you shouldn't want to handle it all. Now, another thing about boundaries <clears throat> is when you are with your family family members and their opinions really their opinions towards your partner matter more than your opinion towards your partner. That's another 
crossing boundaries, which you don't do. I'm not telling you to choose your family over your partner, but I'm telling you that there is a time and a place for everything, and there is a place and a time for everything. So you have to learn how to balance everything out perfectly so that nobody oversteps their boundaries with each other. And family are good for that. Family are good for loving your partner today. And the minute you guys have a fight, the next thing they say, oh, well, I never really liked him. Or I never really liked her. That's crossing the line. That's that's crossing boundaries. You don't you don't do that. You you have to really make sure that you are on top of everything, even at work. You know, a lot of people have this fear when they have these bully bosses that they don't sit down with their bosses and talk to them. You need to sit down with them. The minute they come out their face, you gotta sit down with them and you have to let them know. You made this comment in, in the meeting and I didn't appreciate it because you overstepped your boundaries and you know, at the end of the day, you don't respect me. So you need to stay in your lane and not cross over because I will take you to human resources. And a lot of people these days don't do that because they are so afraid of everything that's going on around that they don't see it. They don't see all the, the, the things that are happening around them because they choose to ignore. They choose to ignore. You can't ignore everything that's happening around you. You can't do that. You can't just pretend that nothing is happening when you have a boss that's a dick. You can't do that. You have to make sure that you address the situation right there and then so that they don't overstep because if you don't address it right there and then, they're gonna do it again. And then when they're gonna do it again, they're gonna do it worse. And then every time you ignore it, it's gonna get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And they're not going to be able to, you're not gonna be able to stop them. And then in, in return, instead of you send you going to human resources for them, they will go to human resources for you. So, my suggestion is, you know, you, you need to, people need to communicate with themselves. People need to have that really big conversation and people need to be, you know, as spiritual human beings that we all are, please don't ask for no damn advice. If you're not going to take it, don't ask for a solution. If you're not going to take it, cause I find, I, I, I have found myself in the past giving people advice and they don't take it, you know, and not for nothing, but you know, there are moments that you give people advice and they call you or they text you and they're not, they, you know, they're not paying you for the advice. You're, you're giving them advice out of the kindness of your heart. So not me, you call me for some advice. I'm gonna charge you and you're gonna pay me for the advice because I don't play that stupid shit. You're gonna, I'm gonna give you advice. I'm gonna, I'm going to talk to my spirit guides to come down to help you to resolve a problem. You're not gonna do it, but you know what? You're not gonna play games. You may not respect them, but I do, and I respect myself enough that if, if you're gonna, if you're gonna say something, you're gonna pay for my time. You know, people will go to other places and get charged five hundred dollars, and they're like, oh my god, they told me the same thing you did. And, you know, and I'm, how, how, how much was the reading? $500, but it's okay. Yeah, but yeah, you bitched. When I charged you $25, you bitched. So, ladies and gentlemen who read or people who are spiritual, even if you're inclined on a spiritual level to talk to someone, 
always understand that you cannot cross certain boundaries with people. There are certain people that are receptive to spirituality and there are certain people, there are certain people that are susceptible to spirituality, but they don't want to hear shit. They want you to tell them, but then of course, if something happens, then you're the one to blame because you made it happen. That's how ignorant is. Ignorance is a big key that plays in the role of stepping out or stepping over your boundaries. You know, that's why my favorite, my favorite little thing that I say all the time, ignore the ignorance of the ignorant. Because sometimes you just have to ignore the ignorance of the ignorant. And it is important that you realize or you make sure that you're not the ignorant one. And also realize that if you don't put the stop to the ignorance, that it will continue and it will grow and it will fester in you and it will make you sick because you will hold it and hold it and hold it and hold it. And when things get worse, you're just holding on to this pain and sorrow that you caused yourself. So boundaries are very important to set them and not just set them, but also have control of them. Boundaries are there are, are called boundaries for a reason, you know, which is to create a safe space for yourself without drama, without inconsistencies, without lies, without foolishness. These is, this is why you set boundaries. And that's why I said, you know, most of us are old enough to know that if we didn't, if we didn't want to deal with bullshit when we were younger, why at this time in our lives, at this age, we're going to allow people to bring their negative self, their negative tragedies, and try to make it our tragedies when in reality they're not. If you really pay attention to what's going on around you, you realize that you have the key and you hold the you hold the key and you hold the answers to everything that's going on in your life. Wrong or right, you hold the keys. You know? I I was talking to someone the other I was talking to someone which I think was Saudi or something like that. I was talking about when I used to get high as a kid, I'm a teenager. And, you know, and I stopped at a very young age, but I still consider myself an addict because there are times that I can actually taste cocaine in the back of my throat and I can taste, I can taste, you know, heavy alcohol in my breath. And that is because on a psychological level, I am still an addict and I have to understand that I'm not putting that label, but I have to be realistic. And that's a boundary, a boundary that I cannot cross because the minute I cross it, I won't know when to stop. And and it doesn't matter if you say, oh, well, I'm just going to have one drink or I'm going to have two drinks or I'm going to have, I'm going to sniff a little bit and just off, you know, but I can stop. I don't really, I, I'm never going to, no, no. If you stop something, let it go, work on it, work on yourself, understand that you're still in healing. And if you're not healed, then guess what? You're crossing boundaries. You're crossing your own boundaries. You don't need that. There's so many scenarios that can be talked about that have to do with boundaries, not just one, two, or three. You know, cheating husband, boundaries. Cheating women, boundaries. Women who know that their husband is cheating and they accept it, that's crossing boundaries and you allowing them to cross the boundary and you accepting it. And that is why they continue to do it. But if you sit people down the minute you know you know the truth, you know your own truth, 
then you break that you break it down and you set your own boundaries of what you won't accept in your life and then they won't do it and if they do it well then you know what you sit them down again and then by the third time you sit them down and they're not paying attention they're still crossing boundaries it's time to go it doesn't matter if you've been married a year two years 10 years 15 years five months when you gotta let something go you let it go when it's not convenient for you you let it go you don't have to talk to a person all the time when you're with them. You can talk to them if they live with you, yeah. But if they don't live with you, it's not mandatory for you. It's not a life sentence for you to talk to them five times a day. Because honestly speaking, what the hell do you have to talk about your partner to your partner with about five or six times a day about what? If I get up and I make you breakfast or I make you coffee and you drink your coffee and you go to work and I go to work and we say goodbye and we kiss each other, we sleep together and all this stuff. Why do I need to call you five times a day? I don't need to call you five times a day. That's crossing a boundary. That's not having respect for my boundaries because you're not thinking about my job and you're not thinking about me. So crossing boundaries, like I said, is not just one thing. Crossing boundaries, it's a lot. Another faux pas that I find, me, nobody else, me, is, and I, I spoke to Dr. D about this today, which is when, you know, when these children that are growing up today that are, that are you know, 10 years old, uh, 11 years old, and they're like, you know, little boys, they feel like little girls, and their moms and dads automatically, oh, well, I'm going to put you on hormone treatment at 12 years old or 13 years old, and then eventually by the time they're 16, they get a sex change. I'm sorry I'm gay, but I don't deal with that shit. I don't believe in that. I believe that when you're an adult and you're past 18 and you're able to pay for your shit on your own, then you know what? Go to therapy. Learn about it. Nowadays, they don't go to, people don't go to therapy. Before, it was a requirement. Now it is not. So some people live as women, but they don't, it's not a requirement for them. They just do it because they know that it makes them happy. So at the end of the day, it's not the way it used to be. So I understand why sometimes society becomes afraid of what's happening to the world and they try to overturn laws and, and, uh, and situations in this country. When in reality, one of the biggest boundaries that are crossed is that the United States is one of the biggest human trafficking worlds, one of the most biggest human trafficking country. And also, it's one of the biggest country that's filled with pedophiles. And, you know, men going out with these young girls, and then they use it in the name of God or Jesus, you know? Of course, it's the white Jesus, but they use that whole thing. Well, you know, I in church, I learned this, and in church, I learned that, and, and da, da 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 and the Bible says this, and you can have as many wives. You know, that's not really what it is. You know, the only the only race that they can marry and have had have many wives is are Muslims. And they're actually more Arab Muslims that can afford to maintain more than one wife. Because as long as you can maintain your wife and you can maintain a wife to a certain level where you're always taking care of them and taking care of your kids, if you have kids from them then I'm not saying it's right or perfect, but it works because you're, you're, you're supporting, you know, however, however many wives you have, you're supporting them all. 
And as long as you can support them to the custom that you're used to living, if you're if you're wealthy, then you know if you can if you can be with them in that level, then you're not you're not really crossing boundaries. But when you start dealing with little kids, that's a boundary that you don't cross. And personally, I think you should be shot because I think it's it's stupid. I think that that uh, how I, I don't understand for the life of me how an adult man or adult woman can can find pleasure of pleasuring a, a freaking child that's seven, eight years old. I don't get that. And unfortunately in this country it happens and every country happens. I might not say this is the only country. In many countries it happens because in Muslim countries, you know, these they marry these little girls to these prince but there are rules and regulation. And the rules is, you know, you don't sleep with them until they have their period. To me, if the girl has a period at 12 and you sleep with them, she's just as nasty as these pedophiles. So again, these are all crossing boundaries. If you have a wife or a girlfriend that is constantly arguing with you and you're bringing home the, bear, the bread and you're taking, and she has children and you're taking care of her children, that's crossing boundaries. And you cannot allow any woman to cross a boundary, especially if you are taking care of their child. Uh, the same thing with men who are single fathers and they meet somebody in their lives and these, and these women start to mistreat their children. If you allow them to mistreat your children, that's crossing boundaries. It's not healthy, not for you, not for the child, not for anyone. All it's going to do is make you resentful and then it's going to get really ugly and resentment is a resentment is 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 something that will continue to give and give and give and give and give meaning that resentment is a, a negative vibration that keeps on giving you know it's like it's like a syphilis and gonorrhea and vd and chlam chlamydia it's, it's the gift that keeps on giving it doesn't stop so you know, these are boundaries that you have to learn about. You know, if you're in school and you want to you want to master something and you're there and you feel like, oh my God, I'm so bored, I'm so tired, or this or that, that's a boundary that you don't want to cross because at the end of the day, when you cross that boundary, you either choose to stay in school or you read or you choose to get out of it and then work at another at another pace. You want to do that. You want to continue to work on the pace that you're working. You want to continue to move forward on what you're doing and communication like i said is the key and if communication doesn't work stop bitching and complaining about the partner you're with and walk away but if you're not walking away then obviously you like the bullshit. so you know this is where i'm telling you that you know if you're going to call me with some nonsense you better expect me to go tell you to, i'm going to charge you this amount of money and you're going to pay me because at the end of the day, I'm not wasting my energy, my spiritual energy, and nor do I expect anyone else to waste their stupid energy, their, their spiritual energy, giving someone um, some advice and they're going to act like stupid asses and not take the advice and then complain when things continue to go and spiral backwards. Okay, so child, this today is about crossing boundaries and stepping over boundaries and not respecting people's boundaries. So we are going to do some meditations that we're going to do some breathing, which is about to remove, or let's just say to continue 
so we can continue on the healing process of deciding how we're going to choose to move forward in the healing process without crossing boundaries to hurt anybody we're with because that is important not to cross those boundaries it's very important to love yourself love one another love love the people that surround you and if they don't make time for you then you know what you know where they can go right so at the end of the day you have to be able to do you and you have to be able to be careful and always check yourself when you feel that you're crossing a boundary because you don't you don't want to and you should not want to have to cross boundaries that have nothing good that will come out of it only bad energy let's not let's not continue to create negative vibrations by constantly complaining and bitching about what you didn't do what you didn't get and how you're being treated life is like that when life throws you lemons you have to learn to make lemon pie meringue pie you have to learn to make lemon pudding and lemon cake and sorbet you, you have to learn to make it all because you can't boohoo yourself every time somebody you know you're hit with lemons Sometimes you got to count how many lemons are in a bag that they throw you so that you can divide them and know what you're going to do with each lemon, not deal with it and then continue to hold it and not worry about it. You have to always, always, always confront the demon that is around you and inside you because we are all children of, of the the universe but we are also children of, of the most highest god and sometimes we are so emotionally sad and by the things that we have seen that we believe that that is the way that we treat people you know everybody has a breaking point if they're being messed with but people who drink and people who get high have a shorter breaking point so at the end of the day, you want to be a good human being, don't get high, don't drink. And if you're going to drink, don't drink to get drunk and act stupid. I drink wine. Years ago, I used to drink rum and I used to do coke. I don't do drugs. I drink wine. Once in a blue moon, I get myself a bottle of wine. I'll have two or three little sips of wine, put it in the refrigerator. Leave it there for months, and when I am ready to have a couple of of uh, glasses of wine, I this to me is a glass. It's a flute, but this is a glass to me. So because this is a glass of wine, I'll drink two or three of them, and I'll feel like I'm feeling not, which is feeling nice. I'm not feeling drunk. I'm not feeling high. I'm not even feeling too mellow. I'm just exactly where I need to be. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the, the the flavor, the aroma, and the and the robust, uh, you know, uh, the uh, the weight of the wine and how, you know, it's not so bitter. Um, so, like I said, you know, sometimes when we get high, when we drink, we say stupid things, and that is why it is not appropriate, or it should not be appropriate for you to get drunk, or for you to get high, so that you can insult somebody else. No. It's not worth it, and that is crossing a boundary that you should never cross because 
Today they're there and tomorrow they'll be gone. And then you will be sitting down in the corner of the road waiting for them to come back and they will never come back. So for both men and women, because I can't just blame men, I have to also blame women because women allow, they, they allow men to do to them what they, what they want to do to them. And sometimes when things are getting rough, instead of you calling it out or sitting down, you allow your partner to tear you to pieces and say things that are not true and you stay quiet because in your mind you're like, well, I don't want to rock the boat and I don't want any problems and I don't want any fights and I don't want this. The hell with a fight. The hell with whatever. You understand? They call you out. They try to get stupid. You call the cops. You get them out. It's simple. Yes, the police have a problem in this country with people of color, but sometimes you have to be able to, to call the cops and say, listen, you know, I'm being abused emotionally and I don't like it and I need you to escort this person out and not be afraid of the repercussions because if you are afraid that you're going to end up alone, that it only proves and it speaks volume of how much you trust God, your God. So if you walk around telling me how you're a Christian and you, my God is so powerful and all this stuff and then you're going to be having doubts then that shows that it's a facade. You're playing with things that you don't understand and you're talking about a God that should be a God of your understanding, that should be a kind God, that should be a, the father of, of you know, the, the highest, most powerful God. But if you don't, then he's not powerful and he's not high up. He's just a mediocre God because he's allowing you to sideswipe yourself, to constantly say, I'm going to change and you don't change. If you want something and you want respect from people that know you or you want respect from your family, do the things that you have to do to heal yourself and continuously do the work and don't preach to somebody about having a man respect you if your man doesn't respect you. And that is very, very important that you understand that, that you understand that no one, no, no child has the right to, to, to cross boundaries and talk to their parents however they want. And no parents should go cross boundaries and talk to their children however they feel that they want. If a child is not, is not doing something right, it's up to you, uh, either the, the men or the women, to sit them down and say, listen, you know what, I didn't appreciate this, and I'm going to explain to you why. And then explain it, because children are smart, they're bright, they're not dumb. You know, actually, we adults are more dumber than these damn children. So, you know, sometimes we have to look within ourselves and look within everything that surrounds us and ask ourselves, am I crossing a boundary here? Am I disrespecting this person by crossing their boundary? Or am I just trying to communicate so that I don't, I don't have to overcome or I don't have to cross over their boundary? And I think that if you constantly check yourself you will start to realize that it is much easier for you to just sit down with your partner and say, look, I need to do this and I need to move forward. And that's why, I, you know, some people say it and it's a quote, but I'm, I'm going to say it because I am, I am worthy of these words because I believe that, you know what I'm saying? Which is, you know, at the end of the day, when all is said and done, it's like, you cannot allow someone to cross the boundary 
where they think that they can control you and keep you a prisoner of your own self. And you have to realize as a human being that you don't owe anyone that. You don't owe anyone time in prison. You don't owe that. And the minute you allow them to cross the boundary and not respect you, what you're doing is you're giving yourself a sentence. And then it's just a matter of time before it becomes a life sentence, a life sentence of ignorance and stupidity. So you need to check yourself and ask yourself on a constant basis, do I want to live a life of stupidity and ignorance, or do I want to live a life of peace and harmony within myself? And if, it, if you decide that you want to live a life of peace and harmony, then you're going to have to start checking yourself, checking what you say, how you say it, and when is appropriate for you to say something that is bothering you, but sitting the person down and saying, listen, I want to talk to you about something. You know, can you, can you spare five minutes so that we can talk? And, and don't bring up the past, please, because that's the biggest, that's the biggest faux pas is to bring up the past of things that have happened to you. You know, if you're with somebody and things have happened in the past and shit is still happening, then it's time that you wasted too much time. And nobody should ever dictate the time that you have and make you waste time and show face because wasting time is, is such a shame because, you know, one of the things that the universe provides is time. And if you're wasting times, then you know, you are, you are doing just exactly what you, you would probably tell someone, oh, you know, don't waste your time or don't do this. No, you can't waste time on the things that are important to you. You have to move forward on the things that, not that are important to you, but that matter. Because you can say, well, this is, not, this is important to me, but it won't matter. You know, you, you can tell me, well, this is really important. But then when I see you going backwards and saying, but wait a minute, you just told me that it was important for you not to do this, but yet you're doing it. So how important is it to you? Again, stepping on boundaries, but these, these boundaries are crossing your own boundaries, stepping on your own boundaries, crossing them and stepping on them and pushing them. And that's a no, no, you know, you need to accept boundaries and you need to fulfill your life goals and dreams that you have with the person you're with because you chose that person. That was the spoon you chose to eat with. So you have to understand that it is very important that you do so and you continue to do so because it is important. This meditation that I'm going to put on, it's for anxiety. This meditation. And welcome to this meditation to help you reduce anxiety. First, I'd like to invite you to gently close your eyes and take a nice. I want you to listen to this. Hold on, let me begin it. Deeper than you do. Hey there. And I want you to pay attention to this, guys. To you reduce anxiety. Because we only have a few minutes. First, I'd like to invite you to gently close your eyes and take a nice, slow, deep breath in deeper than you've taken all day so far. And as you exhale, 
Concentrate on the sound of my voice, allowing it to ground you into the present moment. Giving yourself permission right now to focus on you, making yourself your first priority. There is nowhere else you need to be. There is nothing else you need to be doing. For the next several minutes, your well-being is your focus. Continue to take slow, deep breaths, allowing each inhale to be a bit deeper than the one before it. Feeling your lungs expand out as you inhale, holding it for a beat, and contracting back in as you exhale. As you continue to breathe this way, feel the journey of the breath through your body. And notice any places where you may be holding stress or anxiety in your body. Unfurl your brow. Unclench your jaw. Let your shoulders drop down from your ears. Open your palms. And now allow your breath to return to its normal rhythm and pattern, but keep your focus on it and allow it to be your anchor during this meditation. If you get distracted by a thought or a sound, simply acknowledge that it occurred and then gently let it go and return your attention to your breath. When we're stressed or anxious about something, it's often because we don't feel we have control over it. And this sense of being out of control can make us feel less safe and our emotions heightened. An understandable reaction to this is that we try to control the situation even further. We also tend to judge the situation and even our feelings about it. Those judgments and the stories we tell ourselves about it often become bigger than the situation itself, which adds on even more stress, and the cycle repeats. So right now, I invite you to call to mind a situation that you feel is causing you anxiety. What judgments are you holding about it? As you name the judgment, acknowledge its presence. And 
Now give the judgment permission to drop away. You don't need it anymore. Let it go. And what's the story you've been telling yourself about the situation? As you recognize it, acknowledge its presence. And give that story permission to drop away as well. You may notice your mind pushing you even harder to hold on to those judgments or those stories. We recognize and acknowledge those thoughts too. And now allow them to drop away as well. Continue to use your breath to anchor yourself back in the present moment. If you get distracted. Now let's look at that situation again without the judgment or the story you were telling yourself. How does it feel different? Has the level of anxiety or stress changed? Instead, I invite you to look at the situation with total curiosity. And now as we move into the silent part of the meditation, give yourself permission to open up to the clarity and direction on what the very next step for you to take is. Not the next five or 10 steps. Not all the steps to the end. Just the very next step. continue breathing with your eyes closed just let your attention start to focus back on my voice our judgments of and stories we tell ourselves about a situation tend to exaggerate our feelings of unease anxiety and stress they can skew what's actually going on out of proportion. They can block us from seeing the truth of the situation 
and allowing in the ease and comfort we so desire. So the next time you're feeling anxious, remember to breathe and then notice and acknowledge the judgments about it and the story behind it. Then let them drop away and notice how the anxiousness eases. Focus on the truth of the situation in this moment. You have everything you need right now. Now let's take three more deep breaths together. Take a deep inhale in, holding that breath for a beat. And exhale it out. Again, an even deeper breath than the one before. Feeling it weave in and out of your muscles and cells. And exhale it out. Last time, your deepest breath yet. Sending that oxygen all the way through your entire body. And when it reaches the top of your head and you're ready, you can open your eyes. Thanks for joining me for this meditation and for giving yourself this gift. Have a great rest of your day. Okay, I hope you guys enjoyed that. It is 9.56 and I will be logging off. We're going to go to commercial. I'm going to log off and you guys will be seeing me on Monday. Those who want to get read, you have my phone number there, 862-202-9357. Again, area code 862-202-9357. For the people that I ask to please subscribe to Dr. V's channel, please do so because I am part of her channel as well. And I would really appreciate it and so will she. If you want to learn how to make stuff that is vegan food, vegan pastries, feel free to reach out to her because she is a culinary chef and she does make a lot of vegan stuff that, I, that it's not made with any preservatives or anything like that. So I'm going to say a day now. I send you light and love to everyone. Thank you for joining me on my show. And we will speak next Monday. Dr. D, I will talk to you tomorrow morning because as you can see, it's a little wine that is a little number on me. So I'm gonna I'm gonna turn in early and uh, I will talk to you tomorrow at one point. Because I have a, I have a reading at ten thirty in the morning, so I'm gonna let you guys go. Light and love, peace and blessings, and all these wonderful things. May you be loved. May. Intuitive life coach Ori, make an appointment today. Eight six two two zero two nine three five seven. Bendicion and blessings to all. You can find Ori's books on 
forgot which website, but we'll come back to that. But reach out to Ori and make an appointment today. Bye, everybody. Toodles. Food Alchemy Network, a metaphysical channel that deals with holistic, alternative, traditional care for the body, mind, and soul. We have Coffee with Ori, intuitive life coach, spiritual guider. Also, he is a Santeria priest. He has been to Cuba. He has been to Mexico. He has traveled the different parts of Latin America to bring spiritual awareness to you as well from the USA to Latin America. So we welcome Ori from Coffee with Ori. Dr. D, a metaphysician, alternative holistic care AKA medicine woman that deals with care from all sides of life. From doula to biofeedback to vibrational therapy to color therapy that soothes the mind, the soul. She teaches classes from raw vegan to vegan to juicing to fasting. She's a facilitator of workshops for Yoni and Lingam Care Workshop for men and women and coming together spiritually in union for it to be balanced. This is Dr. D. She does Dr. D time and cooking with Dr. D. Please stay and enjoy Food Alchemy Network.